0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands.
1: We the students of marginalized minorities, also LGBTQAI and allies, would like to formally request free health care, free college, and a $15 minimum wage.
2: Free PlayStation.
1: And a PlayStation. We want PlayStation.
3: We'll keep you updated, as the demands
1: of all. you found yourself
3: at the junction where worlds meet. Politics.
1: Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks?
3: Entertainment.
1: I don't like entertainment.
3: And a whole bunch of other stuff.
1: It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image.
2: Not a big home <laughs> improvement market in trade. Right <laughs> We are definitely going to get letters.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange
4: animal. That's what I
3: know. You're getting louder with Crowder.
4: But you're a strange animal. i got to follow.
5: Oh, I'm in the speedy to say.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's that time of week. Glad to be with you. I am your host, Stephen Crowder. You can follow me on Twitter at scrowderladderwithcrowder.com for all the stuff you don't get on the program. And of course, producing with me in studio always is my producer Jared, who is not gay. I have fulfilled all my legal obligations. You can follow him on Twitter at notgayjared and draw your own conclusions. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning. What Good are you morning. saying? Good morning. What was that <laughs> no you feel more it was one of those like my mind blanked i'm like this is a good go-to phrase i can say to you that would be appropriate it's like seinfeld was hello,
1: hello. hello. um uh, wow what are we first we have tim kennedy coming up uh mma ufc superstar host of hunting hitler on the history channel and um green beret so uh done a little
4: bit of everything done a
1: little bit of everything brilliant guy he'll be on we're going to have uh, McBrody come in and talk about some new social justice warrior terms, the Million Student March. And uh, Stalker Jim will check in, so we'll be glad about that. But boy, what a week. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Holy poop swastika, Poops. as it were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see Derek looking. What are you talking about? See, this is the thing. There's a disconnect in a lot of people with AM radio and what they're talking about and what the world is talking about. I will tell you this. Outside of the Ferguson and Baltimore riots, this is the single biggest week for the United States culturally uh, of, of the year. As a matter of fact, I would say those three incidents have been our biggest cultural incidents of the last few years since Barack Obama became president,
2: I, I, I would say. Wouldn't you? Been pretty huge. The social justice warriors, social justice warriors. I've been uh, they've been busy. They've been busy. Well, they've for been busy. for
1: those of you who don't know, or maybe don't know what you're watching, you know, Mitsu, uh, Missouri University. There was this, there was this guy who went on a hunger strike. They wanted a president of the football team program to resign because he didn't do enough about what they claimed were racist attacks. Guy went on a hunger strike. President resigns. But then there were still protests. They were assaulting reporters for even going in on the protests. And uh, it turns out that all of this was a hoax. Here's the deal. Every single story that social justice warriors have used to advance their cause right now. And this is big, this is important for you to know. The Sean Kings, the DeRay's, the the black activists right now who are out there talking about healing, who are out there talking about uh, racial injustice, every single one has been a lie. Okay, remember Congressman Clyburn and up the Congress steps, they claim they were being yelled the N-word, and Andrew Breitbart offered thousands of dollars to the United Negro College Fund. I can say Negro, that's the name of their college fund. For anyone who could provide any proof whatsoever, none. Sean King claims he's a black guy. We find out he's a white guy. He's been lying. He checked the Caucasian box on the hate crime when he claimed the hate crime was against him. A black man, but he checked the Caucasian box. How dare you? How dare you? We said, okay, paternity test. Put up a ton of money. DNA test, sorry, to uh, to show us that it, no, refuses. Then we go to this week, Mitsu. They claimed there was a feces swastika, okay? That was the claim. Poop swastika in the dorms. Uh, no proof. There's no proof of it. As a matter of fact, the only proof presented was verifiably false because it was a swastika Uh drawn in human feces from a long time ago on the internet. So we can't say it didn't happen, but we can't say when asked for proof, someone lied about the proof. They provided something that was verifiably false. So that was verifiably false. Uh, then this same, so he goes on a hunger strike. We have more on that guy who went on a hunger strike. So they stage a protest at the school, Missouri University. Student reporter tries to go in Asian, by the way, totally cool to screw Asians on campus right now. If we're talking about systemic racism, Asians uh, get turned away in droves because they're just they're just chock full of Asians on campus. Sorry, you, you've done too well on your scores. Your race of people is too successful. We need to make sure that we, well, we can't be an entirely Asian campus. You'll be overly represented here on Higher Learning. So let's make sure we find some other people, some minorities or even white people with lower SAT scores uh, than you, Asians. Sorry, your mom's going to beat the hell out of you. So they they push out this Asian, this reporter, and they tell him, this, the lady who does this, by the way, at this essentially riot on campus, professor at, Mitsu is a media professor. No idea as to what the First Amendment means. Let's fast forward. The guy who went on a hunger strike who claimed to be oppressed from a family worth $20 million. Black guy from a family worth $20 million.
2: Did you see see the aerial shot of his home? Yeah, I saw the
1: aerial shot of his home. Yeah,
2: it would be like
0: you know you know, expect to, lifestyles of the rich and famous. This young colored gentleman has a driveway that's four miles. I know it takes me longer
2: to get home than it would take for you know for him. Or the other way around it takes longer for him to get up his <sighs> driveway, <sighs>
1: and he claims it. And then I, you know, we got these tweets about it, so I'm, I'm trying to give you a, a timeline here. Um, last thing in the timeline was it? It was Tuesday night. Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Tuesday night. Tweeting out on Twitter, people at MITSU, the KKK is here, we're hearing gunshots on campus. And this one girl tweeted out, you know, these gang of white men chased me, said they were going to rape all the black girls on campus. I don't feel, I can't believe this, something has to be done. None of it was true. All of it was taken, back. none of it was true. But it, it doesn't matter, it trended for a day. For a day, Missouri University, and people were tweeting it thinking it was true. And, of course, what comes with that? Dozens. We've documented this. Lotterwithcreditor.com. Dozens of tweets of, so, y- sorry, yeah, okay. Are you doing a black voice? Yes, I am. Because I do voices, and they're in my head. In my head, it's a black voice. So Also, the, the spelling on Twitter. So, obviously, there's ebonics in the spelling. So, I read it that way. That's what it is in my head. So, it's so white people can oppress black people like this forever and draw poop swastikas, and you don't expect us to act violently? Man, Nah. That's what it comes down to. That's the end game. The end game is Sean King, DeRay, uh, Al Sharpton. They justify violent retaliatory actions to something that never happened. Think about this for a second. Okay? If a KKK member showed up, let's say, at U of M, right? Wonderful home station, Wham, Ann Arbor, Detroit. KKK members show up at at of M UM and... Tried to rape somebody, or there's a KKK rally. I would be in line to kick their ass, right? I'm not a I'm not a fan, of course not. So how do you think black people feel when they believe that actually happened? They are now in line to kick someone's ass who wasn't there. That's what happens. It's justify your reaction, and so, well, of course it's justified. You're pressing a 20 million an heir to a 20 million dollar fortune who never saw a poop swastika that's the crux of all this now they're saying well one cop said he saw the poop swastika there was a report that he said he he saw it um so that's the moment where all the black lives matter the people who hate police officers now rely on them for testimony <laughs> it's just in every case it's false my Br- hands up don't shoot hands up hands weren't up that's not what happened. He beat the crap out of a cop. Don't hit cops. You won't get shot. That's science. I think it's the 14th law of thermodynamics. I'm not entirely sure. My point here is there is so much on... Un- Racism is worse than ever in this country. And by the way, you know, there are things that I said I wouldn't I wouldn't say. On, I'm like, well, you know, I used to try and be touchy. But no, I'm not. Here's the deal. These people, meaning the... What do you mean, you people? I mean, these people who are performing right now, uh, performing, performance art, Ooh, on the campus, the only thing I have to lose on my chains. You got there on an affirmative action scholarship with lower SATs than Wong. Don't tell me about, by the way, Bernie Sanders, I'm listening to the systemic racism discussion. Something needs to be done. He's tweeting it out. Really? The systemic racism? Okay, but and so we'll get into this. Now there's the million student march who want all college to be free. So you get to experience systemic racism for free, apparently. <laughs> it's a horrible, racist, uh, conservative, prejudiced, patriarchal institution that
2: everyone should enjoy free of charge. <laughs> Never
1: go for retard.
2: Doesn't get much better. Doesn't get much better. Uh,
4: I don't know what we're yelling about!
1: That's where we are. So, okay, before I get into what was I saying? I was saying before free. What was I talking about? There's just so much... There's just so much to talk about. It's, 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 um, so I'm saying these people, these kids protesting, shoving out reporters, violating First Amendment. There was actually, we have it on the website. They said, I'm tired of people using the First Amendment to be offensive. What? What? Can you say this with a straight face? That's the point of the – anyways, I'm not going to grant sin. Obviously, that's the point of the First Amendment. But these people don't believe in the First Amendment. So when I say these people, I mean people acting out, their horrible behavior, right? What, What they don't understand is they are creating so much more racism among people who weren't racist because my instinct, the instinct of most decent Americans is to see you misbehaving. And, and reacting violently and lying and go, that's reprehensible behavior, because you're a piece of trash. But when you wear a shirt that says, I love my blackness, this is because of my blackness, and you say, oh, are you just saying that because I'm black? Well, no, I didn't, but you're, that's what you're saying. Does the defense rest? Okay, let's go with that, if that's what you... I didn't want to go with that. I wanted to say you're an overprivileged college student who doesn't know anything about the real world, who's acting like a dumbass. Your response is, I'm doing this because I'm black. So what happens? You're going to have some ignorant people who are going to think that all black people are as dumbassery as you. And that's not the case. You can't go forward, commit crimes with a shirt that says, I love my blackness, and not falsely slander people who don't deserve it. I
0: have to go to a break. I'll be back louder with Crowder.
1: Hey, this is Steven Crowder here to tell you about a contest at louderwithcrowder.com where one lucky winner will win a free AR 15 rifle. That's right, while everyone else is scared and clamping down on guns, we're literally giving them away at lottowithcrowder.com. Steven, isn't is, isn't that illegal? It's not illegal to give away rifles just frowned upon. Oh, but what about background checks? Well, yeah, we're doing it in partnership with AR15.com, our wonderful sponsor. They do background checks. They have a custom yeah. shop. They can ship it out to FFLs. Been doing it for a long time. I'll actually be buying the rifle, but giving it away at com to one lucky winner. Oh, well, can I enter to win? No, you, you know that you would never make it past a background check. Jared. Jared, you know, you never make it past the background check, right? Yes. Enter to win at louderwithcrowder.com for your very own free AR 15 rifle. That's louderwithcrowder.com in partnership with AR 15. All right. Glad to be back. So it's been this uh, it's been this crazy. Week. What was it? What was the March? Was it million?
2: Million student. March. Million
1: student March. Okay, kids think. who want free college. We'll talk about that after uh, Tim Kennedy comes on, because there are some numbers there that people need to know. Hint, it doesn't work. The places where they talk about free college. Denmark. Debt is, is comparable to the United States with free college and, of course, a higher cost of living, much higher unemployment. It's unreal. So this idea that you can have free college, it's, it's completely untrue. But the truth – what's funny is this comes on the heels of the fact, the idea that all colleges are racist. Firstly, before we get any further on this, to the uh, black activists who segregate yourselves – by the way, for those of you who listening who think this is absurd, no, they actually created black-only spaces. On campus, okay? So in the name of equality, they're now segregating themselves. In the name of equality, they're demanding the back of the bus. Just so you know. I can't write this more anymore, ironically. It's the, If I wrote a sketch like this, people would say that's a racist sketch. Black people would never segregate themselves. No, that's what they do. They create black-only healing spaces. By the way, while we're talking about this, black-only healing spaces... Okay, Healing Spaces, a 24-year-old college student on Mitsu campus. Someone else may or may not have seen a poop swastika in a dorm room. And you need healing? You're a pansy. Just because you're white? Okay, maybe. You're a pansy. If someone wrote an anti-Christian slur on the wall... well, you said this, Jared. If someone wrote an anti-Christian
2: slur on the wall in human uh, excrement, I think it was hilarious. I mean, uh, the, the 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 man in me, the boy in me, I guess would, would still. I mean, it's it's, it's poop. <laughs> it's, it's always going to be a little bit hilarious, no matter what form. Well, what it you takes. were saying too; it's actually worse for the person. Who's... Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there should be a little bit of joy in the fact that if 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 someone were to make such a horrendous markings out of poo. That, you know, you go home thinking, well, they had to touch their own feces to do that, to insult me. They had to touch their own poop to bring me insult, and that actually brings me joy. It's true. It's like, kind of like a wet willy. It's yeah, really it's, worse for them. It's true. We're not trying to be dirty. This is just what
1: it is. It was a poop swastika. Oh, All that's, that, that's the catalyst for this. Someone drew a swastika, which doesn't make sense. First off, there's no proof of it, okay? Everyone takes a picture of everything. If you saw a, a swastika drawn in in human feces, the first, click right on your phone. Everyone would do that. No proof whatsoever. Secondly, uh, it's not really an anti-black symbol. It's more of an anti-Jew symbol, where they sort of piggyback swastika, the KKK. Okay, but really, it's more offensive to Jews than to black people. Um, but I get it, Aryan Brotherhood. I get the symbolism. But they like the swastika. I don't think they put poop on it. I like the American flag. I would never draw it in um, in Dookie. So I don't think they would do that
2: with the swastika. It would be, you know, it's that, don't let that flag touch the ground. That's what it would be. I feel like you would draw, like, their, if they had a symbol. Yes. You would yes. Draw, like, their symbol in Poop, not your own symbol. Like
1: you would draw Sean King.
2: Yeah, like if I'm like, you know, over in in Iraq, I would draw like the Iraqi flag and poop, not the American flag. If, yeah, if exactly. Would... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. no.
1: Like it's not like tagging. It's a really... Like Nazis were here, if they're going to leave their stamp, I mean they they'd bring
2: a better game than than uh than, you know. It's not it's not an intelligent mud pile. move. It's not, no. so either they, well Maybe that's proof they did attend, were a student at the college.
1: Well, speaking of which, so what's the end game here, right? They do this, they protest, they want safe spaces. Does freedom of speech still apply on campus? Well, they don't believe so. Here's a representative on MSNBC, where even the host is a little bit skeptical. I want you to listen to this, because this is so pivotal. It's funny, but it's also, you know, it's it's going to take your heart, rip it up, tear it out of your rear, feed it to someone else who will then... um, defecate it and draw it into a swastika.
4: At other
5: campuses around the country, we have tension simmering at Yale University, protests erupted at that university because uh, an email was sent to students urging them not to wear racially offensive Halloween costumes, and one professor complained that universities are becoming places of censure and prohibition. Uh, what's your feeling? Do you believe that that's a place that we're heading for American campuses now, a place of censure and prohibition?
6: I personally am tired of hearing that First Amendment rights protect students when they're creating a hostile and unsafe learning environment for myself and for other students here.
1: There you have it. She's tired of people using First Amendment rights to defend free speech. Because here's the th- but how does she justify it? She would say, and we've done this, we've done videos. It's what's funny is we did a video at U of M not long ago. And they seem positively moderate compared to these people when they were were suggesting coded language. They were suggesting words be banned. Like, no, we believe, you know, so what they'll say, what she would say, it doesn't go in this interview because it's a TV interview, it's shorter. She would say, no, no, I support free speech. I support free speech, but you can't create an, an unsafe environment. Oh, okay, so, well, yeah, unsafe, you mean, like, crime, like, we shouldn't allow crime. No, 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 no. no. Unsafe is enforcing your privilege. Well, yeah, yeah, we should ban hate crimes, right? Like, you shouldn't be, yeah, no, no, no one should be able to beat a black kid for just, no, 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 Like, you shouldn't be allowed to co-opt culture. Oh. Okay, I get. well, I guess you mean, like, sort of violently. No, 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 like, if you wear a basketball jersey with a black guy's name, you're co-opting their culture. I feel unsafe. That's the problem. They don't believe in free speech at all. They'll say they believe in free speech, but they'll use terms like unsafe, hostile environment, or or in this case, flat-out lie about violence. They are looking to remove your—now, when it comes to the amendments, first one, you're not scanning down the list. Number one, UNO straight from the horse's mouth. We're tired of First Amendment rights being used to justify unpopular And here's the crazy thing, it didn't it likely didn't happen on campus. And I, I got news for you, okay? If if you think that education where they literally have to have a certain amount of African-American hires, of, of queer lesbian, transgender hires, where they have affirmative action, where they have breakout groups to discuss privilege. If you think that that is systemic racism and you can't and you're crying and you need a safe space because you can't handle it, it doesn't get any easier. And I don't mean in America, I mean anywhere in the world. It won't get any easier. We'll talk more about it, but we got Tim Kennedy coming on next. Stay tuned. It's going to be awesome.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands.
1: We, the students for marginalized minorities, LGBTQAI and a silent F, uh, would also like to formally request HDMI cables because the the PlayStations you gave us didn't The ha-
7: yeah, no, RCA don't work.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't work. We need the HDMI
4: cables.
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands of all.
5: You're listening to Lou- Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder.
1: Glad to have this next guest. Now, some of you may not necessarily be familiar with him. Many of you are. If you're listening terrestrially, we go to the web-extended version where you can get into his forte of sports. But he also is a, or I don't want to say was, is, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm murking. This is a horrible introduction. Army Ranger and a host of the show, Hunting Hitler, you can watch on the History Channel. Uh, also UFC fighter, Tim Kennedy, mma.com Tim Tim Kennedy, did I get that right? There's a lengthy resume there.
7: Yeah, I, I get confused. My, my poor children, they're like, Dad, you know, I don't know what to say that you do for a living. I was like, mm, neither do I. So just pick one and go with it.
1: I, I We have the same problem where people, we just don't talk about it. People ask my wife and she's like, well, so she just says comedian because it's kind of all encompassing. And, but she's like, really, he's kind of like a professional um, instigator. And they're like, oh, that sounds horrible. So, uh, and you do a little bit of that too. Listen, you don't shy away from, from the issue. So today, obviously this, this week anyway is, is Veterans Day. Now, are you, What's your story as an Army Ranger? Uh, I don't want to get it wrong if you're... I don't know if it's like Marines, once an Army Ranger, always an Army Ranger. If I say <laughs> former. I'm going to get some angry letters, so you correct me.
7: Um, well, I'm In the Army or in the military in broad terms, nobody would refer to me as a Ranger. So I went to Ranger school, so I have a Ranger tab. But first and foremost, I'm a Green Beret, so I'm Army Special Forces.
1: I already screwed up, sorry.
7: No, it's, it's fine. But uh, uh, I wear the Ranger tab, okay. but I was never in Ranger Regiment. It's a very finite... Distinction between the two. Okay. So I'm a Green Beret that is Ranger qualified. That is a special forces sniper. Um that is from a Halo sniper team and seventh special forces group. Okay.
1: Now when you say Halo, are we talking original or Xbox One? Where are we going with this? These are my well, There's a
7: brand new Halo that just came out. You know, so Master Chief. He, there's no better version than the one that is out right now.
1: I don't like version. playing it. I like watching people play it on YouTube. Oh.
7: I, I think I would have a brain aneurysm if I watched it. It's,
1: I, uh... I don't. I, you have you have kids apparently, little ones. So they, that's their thing now. But okay, so you're at military. I mean, obviously, most people know you from the UFC um, fighter, uh, professional fighter, I mean, one of the top ranked fighters for for a long time here. Um, but you've also recently taken some flack. You've been a little outspoken when it comes to some political issues. You have this clothing line and in and, and media. How do you, do you, did you make a conscious decision to say, okay, I'm going to be straightforward with, with my audience and I'm in the military. So people already assume something or, or did it just kind of get pulled out of you?
7: I mean, I I think it's just a little bit of both. Like I've always been pretty consistent, uh, both to my detriment and maybe a little bit to my success that I am a pretty straight shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, when I first got to special forces, my team Sergeant John, he he's like, Tim, I don't care if you kill you know, a hooker when you're in Columbia next time, oh, but geez. you're going to tell, you're going to tell me the truth about it. You know, never lie to me. Just tell me the truth so we can deal it, deal with it. Uh, and that resonated kind of through the rest of my life. Um, I'm a straight shooter, you know, like Dana White knows what he gets when, when, when I get behind a microphone, which is the honest to God truth. Right. And that goes to political things that goes to you know I've been to Israel so when I talk about you know Palestine and people lose their minds and think I'm a, a horrible racist bigot you know I was like no bro you know like maybe you should go work there for a minute and get a better understanding of what's going on um you know I just I just say how it is and usually my perspective is from first-hand experience
1: now you say as people say racist bigot generally that means that you're not pro Hamas uh i am yeah. mistaken
7: yeah so you know <laughs> Hamas is a terrorist organization that has you know killed some of my predecessors um yeah so i give zero about them yes Um, they're evil
1: yeah well you know what uh fcc rules i forgot to tell you we'll have to we'll have to bleep that but when we go to web extended you can say whatever you want yeah you know what it's funny with the hamas thing that's kind of we've talked about that that's a big irony of the left where they obviously they hate the the christian right-wing conservatives here and they will support uh, a place that fights against the only enclave in the Middle East where gays aren't thrown off rooftops and women can basically drive on their own. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's sort of, we're seeing this now, we were talking about this, you know, this trend this week with Mitsu... And, and there's, you have feminists versus black lives matter. And then you have trans versus Muslims. It's like this battle of who is the more marginalized class. And because it's entirely unprincipled, they don't know what to do with it now. <laughs> no.
7: it, it's, it's funny. Cause you get to like kind of maybe step back for what, you know, you especially you get to take back, take a step back and watch all the people that you're usually arguing about, right. Argue with each other. And you're like, wow, this is fun. You know, this is, wow. They're really making themselves look like idiots today. Yeah. Keep going.
1: Well, gosh, I mean, contrast the veterans day so veterans day this week right with um, safe spaces i don't know if you've been if you if you're abreast of safe spaces and trigger warnings on college campuses are you aware of what this is well
7: i don't think you could ever be truly abreast of this ever changing gigantic issue that is you know worldwide and everybody's uh, being taken advantage of particularly at the uni- you know that university um, so i'm trying to do my best right but
1: well safe okay so trigger warnings are well, my producer, not gay, Jared here. Um, I think he. I don't think he was planning on chiming in. He's half asleep. He's been up all night. Um, we went to this feminist film festival. I did this video there, and we went to these breakout panels. They all they start, and it took like twenty minutes for them to even start a conversation. Because hi, my name is Melissa. She and her trigger warning. I will be discussing issues uh, that involve alcohol and or sexual harassment in the workplace. And the next person in the panel goes, hi, my name is Gary. Gender neutral pronouns, Z and Ziz or whatever. And they just had the issue. Trigger warning means anything that could be offensive to anybody. And if you want to do that, I mean, it's silly, but they now want to demand that everybody else do that. And that's the Mitsu thing, why they're locking arms. They demand a safe space. And a safe space is basically a space where nobody who disagrees with you is allowed. And contrast to that with Veterans Day. We we put a picture, you know, there's safe spaces, hopefully a foxhole if you're lucky. Um it, it, do you think this is just a generation of kids who are bored with everything available to them and and, and um, maybe some uh, some ranger qualification school, I want to get that right, would do them good?
7: Um I think it's a generation of pussies. Can I say pussies on the radio?
1: You you can call somebody that. You can't use it in an in a biological way. So I'll allow
7: it. Okay all right so um yeah it's a generation of a bunch of pussies they 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 forgot that you know we stormed the beaches of normandy that we climbed the cliffs you know that we landed on the on the moon that was really difficult not to say a bad word right there Um, i can imagine you know we've been at war for 10 years fighting some of the most evil people in history i mean i mean all the way back to the nazis killing the jews the isis al-qaeda taliban hamas plo all these are the most evil people that we've seen, you know, in a hundred years. Um, and, and I think they'd be up there with some of the most evil in history. Um, and there's a, you know, maybe 1% of our population has experienced that. The rest are just a bunch of, i don't to call them cowards. Hmm. No, I don't know. They're, they're, they forget who they are and they forget where we came from. Right. And uh, I don't know what that is. And I just want to like, just beat them. Well, you can't
1: hold on careful now because that could be, that could be considered as a death threat. According to the evidence that's necessary for a death threat right now, <laughs> which is namely a tweet that says I got a death threat. Um, that's exhibit A through Z right now when it comes to proving something in the, uh, the jury of public opinion. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I, I wonder sometimes when I look at people in the middle. I mean, a good example right now is, you know, Bernie Sanders, right? Fifteen dollar minimum wage. We talked about this, but free college as well. We want to pay teachers more, but we want free school. Um, we want to downsize the military. Uh, but we think we'll be safe from there. They want all of these things. And I'm going, well, you can't, everyone sort of has access to free school if you want it, or it's it's called the military. Um, yeah,
7: well, man, I think they're really getting confused. The word free doesn't really mean what they think it means. They're not, you know, like, uh, you can't use the word free for everything because somebody has to pay for it. Yes. And so when you're like, oh, it's free college or free. No, it doesn't exist. And stop using that word because it does not mean what you think it means. Exactly. It means something else entirely. So and shut pre- up, Bernie.
1: And prepare to <laughs> oh. die. Um, oh. No, it's, it is it is true. Yeah, you know, but it. when you have 47 percent of Americans who don't pay federal income tax, you kind of got to wonder if we, we hit a certain point Um where you just go, all right, we're kind of off that cliff now. Because you have, you know, someone who doesn't pay any federal income tax, their vote counts just as much as someone like me or you who employs a bunch of people. Um, they're going to vote to take my stuff. Uh, and, and I think you just see, even with the PTSD and having, you know, done some work with the with the troops, entertaining the troops, um, I just think you see more well-adjusted people coming out of there. Is that something you've noticed Uh, maybe even the younger recruits coming in, going out, they just seem to have a better head on their shoulder. It's entirely anecdotal, Tim. Again, feel free to correct me.
7: No, I'm I'm not going to agree with you all the time, but here I'm going to agree with you. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I think that you're going to have, right now, we've been at war for 10 years, guys that are coming out of the military, these are barrel-chested, red-blooded American freedom fighters that are going to travel the world, they're going to see horrible things, and they're going to grow up. And they're going to they're gonna see the consequence of decisions. They're going to see the consequence of policies. You know, last night during the debate, guys running their mouths about going to China or, you know, being harder in the Middle East. But those, those – they don't understand what that means unless right. you've been there and worked. The kids coming back, even the young ones, the 19, 20, 21-year-olds who have been walking the streets, um, you know, jumping on top of kids to save their lives. They understand what those words that are so meaningless to the guys up on a platform mean. So, yeah, I agree. You know, we, we have a mature, understanding group of kids that are coming back in the military.
1: So people were tweeting actually out during the debates this week that um, someone told me, I have no idea if this is true or not. They said, well, actually, Rand Paul gets more support from people in the military than anyone else. And someone immediately tweeted him, who was a Marine, said, uh, completely untrue. Um, what's the truth there, I guess, in, in, in your experience? Are they generally people in the military, libertarian, non-interventionists, somewhere in the middle?
7: Oh, man, well, obviously I can't speak for sure. The, you know, the, the ginormity of the military is. Um, I, I am a libertarian. I am a constitutionalist. Um, there are definitely some things that Rand Paul says that resonate with me. Um, you know, but again, what experience does he have to understand, uh, you know, international policy when he's saying, "Hey, this we need to pull back." Um, you know, if, if we pull out of North Africa right now. Um, it is going to be a cesspool for terrorism as it is for human trafficking and poaching. And it's all ancestral money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the ignorance that that he's speaking from. And so, but as a libertarian,
1: yeah, I, does part of you say, well, let's, as a constitutionalist, that's not our job to stop that over there in North Africa. Are you conflicted yeah, with that?
7: I definitely am. You know, there's a lot of conflict there. Um, especially when it's me and my friends that have to go do that stuff. Sure. Um, but, if we don't take care of it there, we'll be doing it here. Right. You know, and that, and there's nothing scarier than that. You know, as I'm, I'm here in Texas, yeah, I feel pretty safe. Um, You know, and, and I, I, people forget, or they don't forget, they, they have no idea how horrible it is and c- can be if that fight that we do over there ends up in our streets.
1: Right. Yeah, and I think you have a lot of people, we were talking about this with, you know, my producer, Jerry, we were talking, you have kids who, um, Jared, you were saying when you grew up, right? You grew up and you just sort of grew up with this idea as a twenty five year old that well, America was always fine. It was never it was never an issue. Well there's always win, and it's not really a big issue. We're the
2: superpower that's not gonna change Yeah, you. It just never really crossed my mind as a as a possibility of having, you know, bombs dropping in my backyard. It never crossed my mind. You know, you just never thought about it. Right. And I think the difference is then you thought about it and went, Man, I should be grateful whereas a lot of kids just continue
1: down that path and say, Well, we're past that. Humanity's past human nature. Um, which is that why I think, you know, funny you bring up the Israel thing. Whenever I talk with people, i like, oh, why are we, what do we have to do with Israel? I'm like, well, hold on a second. It's the only bastion of human rights, civil rights, uh, in that entire area of the world, which is incredibly unstable. Militarily, is that not the most important uh, uh, allied relationship the United States could have? Again, it could be. I don't know
7: a lot about the military, Tim. I could be a moron. Strategically, Israel is so pristinely located yeah. um, and not by choice it's actually a useless piece of land you know the, the resources that are there
1: the only uh, place that it doesn't have oil over there
7: right uh, th- there are no resources um, you know like it, it, it is everything and it's nothing it's everything because it's surrounded by a whole bunch of people that that want to make it not exist and it's the only launch pad that we could have in that region that we would that we could really count on uh, being a true ally and
1: their Intel is incredible.
7: Um, uh, everything about them is incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard... Are we talking about five seconds? Okay, all right, we'll be right back, Tim Kidd.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands.
1: In addition to HDMI cables, we, the students of Berkeley, of marginalized minorities and LGBTQAFSAYT, would like to formally request the inputs that go into the three different colors, because some of us have TVs that are, that are too old for HDMI's. And a beanbag chair. And a beanbag chair. I, uh,
3: yes. Yeah. We'll keep you updated as the demands evolve.
5: Is louder with Crowder.
8: But you're a strange
4: animal. I
0: got to follow. Alright, we're back with Tim Kennedy. We are so sorry. Um, Gay Jared,
1: sorry, not Gay Jared. I fulfilled my legal obligations. Follow him on Twitter at not gay Jared and draw your own conclusions. Screwed that one up. He's fired. Um, Tim, I want to talk, I want to shift here (laughs) to kill to hunting Hitler. So you have this show on the History Channel. I'll be honest with you, they go a little off the rails, man. Yeah. When I watch it, and it's like they're talking about the pyramids being created by aliens, and I'm going, okay. Um, but this one was pretty compelling. Then again, it's not that hard to be compelling. When I watched the Mermaid special, I got sucked into it and then was really angry when it was clearly just a bunch of crap. Um, what it, Tell us about this, uh, uh, killing Hitler, because a lot of people think he just died in his bunker and that's it, and it's not really up for debate. Most historians widely acknowledge that there's still a lot to be determined, right?
7: Yeah, the, the, the science uh, and the historical evidence, um, e- even the forensic evidence and the, the human intelligence, the, the post-bunker interviews of the soldiers is all inconclusive. So I'm one of the guys that read, believed, and was told the narrative that you know Hitler died in the bunker so when they came to me with this project and they're like, you know, you, you have a skill set that we need in this investigation. Can you come be part of this? And I was like, uh, no, I don't want any part of, you know, this wacko conspiracy stuff. I, I, you know, I'm pretty educated guy and I'm aware of what happened. And they're like, well, you know, like, how about you read some of these new documents? Cause all nah, the, by
1: would... the way, all the while, while you were saying this, Jesse Ventura was going, I'll do it. I'll do it.
7: I know the facts. Uh, I was hoping we may get through this whole thing without him coming. Up. Sorry,
1: I'm sorry, continue. i started to step on you.
7: So the more the more I read the more research that they gave me um, you know last year, 700 FBI and CIA documents were released. there were letters from the director of the FBI telling direct directly to agents, hey, I need you to go to South America and look for Hitler. And then agents giving intelligence reports that go directly, not not to some field office, that go directly to the director of FBI, saying we have a sighting of him here. It's supported by these facts. Um, so
1: wait, wait, are you ha- saying they still think he's alive?
7: No, 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 no. You know he'd be like 130 years old. Yeah, that's what um, I was
1: gonna say. I was like, I mean, he's you know, if if I'm, that's I'm talking- if that's the case. <laughs> who knows what he, who knows what his health regime was like he may have been wrong on a lot of things that
2: diet though
1: <laughs> <laughs> that aryan diet though um okay so they so these are reports that you're saying yeah so we have these so okay but we don't have a ton of time kind of walk us through for people who aren't necessarily watching the show do you just ask questions or you, do you come up with like a reasonable alternative
7: uh we do both we okay. so they, they they put together a team a, a cia guy named bob bear uh, john senchit he was a un crimes uh, war crimes investigator, um, a UN, or I'm sorry, uh, a U.S. marshal that only f- finds fugitives. Myself, who has hunted like the most HVTs, like in the world, from Bin Laden to Saddam to Zarqawi. You know, the era that I was in Special Forces. You hunted Bin Laden. Everybody in Special Forces hunted that guy. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. it's not like. Um, anything. If, if you're, I was if gonna you're say my... you, didn't,
1: you didn't bag him, so I'm not impressed. I don't know. No, don't
7: know yeah,
4: that you. was
1: the Navy SEALs. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, Mitsu, man, you don't know what you don't know. My plight either, as a French Canadian American, I had to I had to learn geography in French. They thought I was retarded until the fourth grade. Go ahead.
5: So this
7: this team of guys, we go and look for evidence that would support a different narrative, and that's 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 all it is. We're saying the narrative that the government told us in 1945 may not be accurate. Okay. That's it.
1: Now is it do you think that they believed it and then they just said you know we're maybe wrong about this and it was too far uh past kind of everyone had believed it or do you think they proactively lied about it?
7: I I don't want to sound like I hate the government, but um <laughs> uh it's very quick and easy to tell a lie in the government, you know to say, "Oh my god, uh, Benghazi just happened. It's because of a video of some dude in California. It's the easy thing to do, to find a scapegoat. We're talking 1945. We're about to move into the Cold War. We know we're going to be fighting the Russians. Hitler had to be done. The World War II that we knew, the genocide, you know, the, the, the horrors of the extermination of the Jews, that had to go away. So we had to say Hitler was dead for us to move in to what was going to be now a 20-year Cold War. And uh there had to be conclusion there. And the easiest way to do it was say, he's dead, he killed himself, then he burnt the body and the Russians took it.
8: That's uh, it. Okay. All so right. So
7: it was just it was easy. It was a coincidence and they easily lied to us.
1: Okay. But you're not like a nine eleven is an inside job guy. No. Okay. Well I'm just I see there you go. That's the litmus test with uh with the audience because we've had people on who are like, you know what, this and I go, oh, okay, I can kinda of follow you down a logic trail and they go, and George W. Bush was there with a plunger by Tower Seven. <laughs> it was Lightning night, Acme Firecracker. Like, oh, okay, I, uh, I I think we went off the deep end there. No, it's funny. I have actually read on the Hitler thing for a while, and um, it, it's one of those things. I don't really know where I line up. I don't really know that it changes anything today. It's more of an interesting sort of uh, study in history, um, and uh, it may or may not reinforce if someone believes that, like you said, the government is is. It's pretty easy for them to lie to you. Um, uh, but uh, I still don't know. You still don't know. Is it? Is it a show? I haven't watched. I don't have cable. Is it inconclusive?
7: No, we, we we put together a lot of evidence and but it's all circumstantial evidence. You know, if, if we're in a court of law, court of law, I don't know. Um, I know an insurance. You know, we have a private investigator that is doing a death claims investigation to see if he would if somebody filed. If Hitler's wife said, hey, Hitler's dead. Um, can I have you know his insurance policy? You know, he's like, hell no, there's not a chance that I would that I would fulfill that. Um, and then the amount of evidence that we put forth in this show is pretty compelling. Right. Um, but still sitting here now, I I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, um, but it wasn't aliens.
7: Not aliens. That never came up in my investigation.
1: And his bunker wasn't used to store grain. I'm just
7: making sure. (laughs) I think they stored a lot of things. I think they stored a lot of things in there. Um, all
1: right, well, people should go watch it. Okay, well, here's a. So we're going one minute. You sure you got the timing right this time, Jerry? He's giving me this cocky little green this time. You know, you, you get him in the uh, get him in a sparring session. Get him. In a... hey,
7: you, you bring me in the studio anytime. I'm a lot more fun in the studio. I'm good at waterboarding. Wait, hold
1: on a second. Hours. Can you waterboard me legally? Yeah,
4: absolutely.
1: Okay. We're going to set that up because I'll tell you what, when I was with a major news company, and I was like, I wanted to have a waterboarding beach party. I wanted to have volleyball and beers on ice, and I was like, now I'll get waterboarded. And they're like, we can't do that. It's a total liability. I was like, I can find someone who can do it. They're like, no one's going to do this legally. Tim Kennedy, timkennedymma.com. Keep listening for the web extended version if you are terrestrial. The man is going to waterboard me eventually. Louder with Crowder, stay tuned.
5: You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Steven on Twitter at S. Crowder.
1: Hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my
3: 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon.
1: There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com, or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? Jared? 844-297-WINE Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE.
7: You're a strange animal. That's what I know.
1: You're getting louder
3: with Crowder. But you're a strange animal.
1: Glad to be back. Of course, the second hour. Tim Kennedy, he was a fun gentleman to have uh, on the program. He's a bright guy. He knows a lot, he, seems. Yeah. Well, if you go to and you get to hear the extended interview, I mean it's like it's it's pretty long. We spent some extra time with him earlier this week, did another interview and we talked more about the sport that he in which he competes and and uh, drugs and the sport. So if you're a sports fan, you want to listen to that the portion. And the Hitler stuff is really interesting too. The I Hitler think. stuff, yeah, the Hunting Hitler very I,
2: interesting. It's
1: one of those things, it's a conspiracy kind of theory, but not really. And I just it's just not relevant enough for me to care about, but from a history standpoint, it's quite interesting. So Couple of things. We're going to talk about the Million Student March and why the numbers don't add up for free stuff when it comes to school. But right now, Ithaca, last night, Ithaca protests broke out. So it's moved to Ithaca, Black Lives Matter. They're demanding the resignation of, uh, let me make sure I have this right, either the dean or the president. I want to make sure I have this correct. Uh, whoever is in charge, but had nothing to do with the actual crime in question—that's the general rule. So, up, 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 up. Uh, they are asking for. Yep, they want the dean to resign. From what I'm seeing, uh, it's not coming up right here. Here's the deal: the reason they want this to this person to resign from the school uh school's president, the reason they want to, it's very important to understand, and we'll play the clip here, is because during an event, a, a completely unrelated event, two Ithaca alumni uh, made some careless comments. So on a panel, it should be noted that these alumni, who don't go to the school, are liberal, um, and they called a black girl, who was also on the panel, a savage. Oh. What's well, pretty bad. Oh, you don't yeah. do that. No. You don't do that. You don't just come right out and call. I mean, that's I would. That's wrong. That's crossing the line. So let's look right here and see what. So th- because of this, they've come on campus, and they now demand the resignation of the president because they say the president do didn't do enough when this breakout panel with alumni involved a man calling a black woman a savage. Now I don't know if I believe the president needs to resign. That's not really his problem, but. I mean, still, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to condemn the guy calling her a savage. Let me bring this up right here.
6: That was only because I was, I had like this savage hunger to make it happen.
1: Wait, hold on a second. This isn't. That's that's a woman. Do we have the wrong? Do we have the wrong clip?
2: No, I think I think think that's right. Oh, let me keep playing. Is that the right one?
6: But it wasn't without learning the risky lesson of balance.
8: Look, we have a girl here, like just the word savage hunger. Yeah. And so. We're not,
0: uh-huh. we have to understand
8: actually that the two people sitting here, or maybe myself, are driven, internally driven by a message which says, don't stop. One, we have to continue as a university or a, an organization to,
4: to bring in kids with savage hunger.
1: Oh, well, that changes things. You dumbasses. They're not dumbasses, they're liars. So here, let me give you the timeline here. All right? The timeline here, this happened, they're saying that this was a hate crime, incredible racism, and now they want the president to resign. And then they're going to go have a freaking healing circle because someone reiterated a black woman's comments about her savage drive. This is America. This is where we are. Follow this timeline. Woman on panel, black woman says, you know, I have this savage hunger guy responds. Complimentary, by the way. It goes on. The guy continually says, I only say it as a compliment to make sure that there was no offense. So she says, I have a savage hunger. He says, we need more people like this woman with the savage hunger. We need to bring in more young savages. Students go, oh, anti-black white supremacists. Oh, my God. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, you got to resign, Mr. President. And that's where we are now. Now the president of Ithaca has to resign because a man reiterated a woman's own comments about Savage hunger in a complimentary way. Can you believe this? I'm, I'm sorry. None of this is true. And you know what's going to happen to these black on campus activists? You are going to create so much racism. And you're crying. You're the boy who cried racism. You're out there demanding healing circles as though you've been wounded. And then you're probably going to lie and say the KKK came into campus. You know what's going to happen when the KKK actually shows up and is burning a cross on your lawn? No one's going to believe you. I'm not going to believe you. Not Gay Jared's not going to believe you. No one will believe you. You're gonna come and say there's a KKK out there. Well, is it like the guy who called someone a savage in quotations? No, 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 no. This is real. Oh, well, you said it was real before. It was all about white privilege. What's his What's the KKK? What is he? Uh, is he uh, in a motor? Is he in a moped club or something? And you misconstrued
0: the patch? No, no, no. It's real. It's KKK. Yeah. Okay. We'll check it out. We'll put it on our list of things to do. You want us to send someone?
1: just to check on (laughs) him this is and and so this is the Ithaca thing so I want you to hear this because this is going to become a big deal and everyone and you're going to hear the headlines man called black woman savage students demand for his resignation man didn't call a black woman a savage and they're not calling for his resignation because he didn't work at the school They're calling for the president's resignation for not what? Trying him for it. What do you do? What do you do? When I come onto campus, I do stuff that's so much more offensive. I perform all the time. I'm incredibly offensive. Can a president be fired because I go up and I make a a joke, a racist joke, a sexist joke, a homophobic joke, an anti-Scientology joke? By the way, I make all those jokes. Just in case you're wondering, you're going to come to my show? Whether it's at Cal Poly or up in Alaska, I've got some dates going up here in December. I make those jokes. Stephen, did you make this joke about African Yep. Stephen, did you make this joke about homosexual? Yep. You can never run for office. I can never run for office. But my point <laughs> is is now I'm a I can I'm willing to 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 take the hits for that. But does some president have to take the hits for that? It's unreal to me.
2: I just don't know at what point, I mean, did they expect the president to like like storm into the building and like tackle the person on stage like what at what point would have been a satisfactory response from the res, from the president for them even if it was legitimate even if he legitimately called her i mean he doesn't work there i don't, I don't know uh, you know
1: but they want this all now they want all
2: this experience for free that's the million student march
1: <laughs> so they want Bernie Sanders to make sure that all kids can go for free to college um, you know, Sean King came out and said that this is this is the most violent year toward blacks in American history. There have been more uh, police brutality and, and violent crimes against blacks than lynchings in the 1930s. If you wonder what you would do during the civil rights struggle, the time is now.
2: It's, it's to me, it's like a paleontologist running around saying dinosaurs have never been more discriminated against. It's like, well, you just made yourself sound really important. And as a paleontologist, as a social justice, civil rights guy. How else? I mean, how else can you paint yourself as more important? It's true. In that moment, than to say that this is the worst time in history. By the way, I'm I'm the savior of all. By the way, Go donate to donate to at LoveMe Donate to Sean,
1: King at donate to Sean King's not a white
2: guy. Sean King King. is Kind dot com. I mean,
1: and here's the thing with Barack Obama. I'm sure you and I, you probably felt this way. A lot of conservatives don't want to acknowledge it. I was obviously was not a supporter. Was upset, but I thought, okay. There's one silver lining here. A black president, at least I wish it weren't him as the first black president, but I'm glad that at least it's happened and there should be some healing taking place now. You know, I did think at least that will happen and it is more divided than ever. I mean, that's the thing, right? They go, go, well, the dean needs to leave. The president of the school needs to leave. There's not enough black people on faculty. There's not enough transgenders on faculty. Well, there are schools with black female Deans or people in representation, then they just bitch about. Well, that doesn't change the system. Just like they complained about how there was never been a black president, right? You look, Will Smith, all these celebrities for a long time there, there ain't never been a black president. That was Will Smith's talking point. He wanted to be a black the first black president because he was going to change America. Um, of course, many people, not just Will Smith, and now that we have the first black president, it doesn't change the doesn't change the oppression inherent in the system. It's never, and that's the problem. You 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 completely delegitimize actual grievances when you do this and, and and there are people out there and we've had them on the show there are people out there who have been victims of actual racist uh, crimes they have been singled out and of course they deserve the full access and and and, uh, and recourse that the law provides for them absolutely but people are going to take you less and less seriously That's the issue here. They're going to take you less seriously and more and more people are going to when you when you go out there and you demand the resignation of a president for something he didn't even say for something that someone else didn't even say and you try and get him fired and destroy his life and you do that with a shirt that says I love my blackness everyone who's a decent person who's friends with that president or everyone who's ever known him or even feels like they can relate to that president and feels like they can relate to the idea that their job can be pulled from them for nothing they've ever done wrong, they're going to reject you. And they're going to reject your ideology. And when when you say, it's because of my blackness on your shirt, you're going to get some ignorant people who will reject you because of that shirt. and they'll And they'll falsely attribute it to race which it shouldn't it's not a race thing it's a stupid college social justice warrior privileged pansies who are finding a reason to complain thing and you are doing such a disservice to the black community right to any minority certainly asians but we'll talk about that after the break people don't realize that's the one group against which you can discriminate when it comes on campus because they're too successful battle with crowder we'll be back we'll do some numbers for you
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands.
1: We the students of Berkeley of marginalized minorities and LGBTQAIFQQC have been informed that there is a new PlayStation release scheduled for next quarter and would like to have our current PlayStations issued retroactively as credits because it's only fair.
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands of all.
1: Glad to be back, I guess. Oh, I didn't even get to enjoy the rancid song. I'm just so frustrated today. Um, let's move on here. We're going to have Stalker Gym after the break. So we were talking about all the racism on college campus, how awful it is, of course, how everyone's a racist and how you're white privileged. By the way, just just as a, an answer, this guy, who uh, Butler, who did the hunger strike, comes from a family worth $20 million. People said, well, that doesn't make him privileged. I said, I certainly think it makes him more privileged than me to be born at $20 million. Oh, you don't get it. You would know coming from $20 million doesn't mean you're... Pro- yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means.
2: By, by the definition of the... Like, Lord well, group,
1: no, it's, sh- it doesn't change the way he was treated as a black man. No, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. First off, he has, have you seen his compound? He doesn't have to see a white person if he never wants to. <laughs> and I don't know where this started. There was something online. Someone said, well, I never got 80 acres and a mule. And it was retweeted like a bunch of times in the black on campus. So apparently there's a rumor going around that white people get 80 acres and a mule for being born white. I'm so, not sure what I would do with a mule. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they think we go on down to the white people only DMV. And it's like, hey, I'm here to pick up my acreage and my, you know, I never got my mule. Oh, well, we're sorry, Mr. Crowder. That must have been a clerical error. I can't believe you didn't get your mule. Well, let's rectify this right away. Tell you what. I'll give you two. Yes. <laughs> An extra mule on us. This one hasn't had his shots,
0: but consider it a bonus.
1: <laughs> the hell am I going to do this? This one's uh, a bit refurbished. Well, it, it was, the thing is, it was, it's not just a, like it was all over the trends. For some reason, a lot of black Americans believe this. And when I was trying to search it, I couldn't. I think it might go back to something about people coming back from, Either the rev- I could be speaking out of my rear because I couldn't find any information. I think it might go back to soldiers coming back from either the Revolutionary or the, the Civil War, where for service they were given plots of land. I couldn't nothing really on the on the mule. I don't know, and um, uh, I guess you know black people at that point in service were treated as second class citizens. Obviously terrible, but I don't know. You tweet me at S Crowder. Do you know where the I get eighty acres and a mule comes from? I, legit, I don't know. I'm pretty good at the Googles. I still couldn't figure it out. Oh. Okay, hold on a second. 40 acres and mule Republicans offered in blacks in exchange for them. Helping us out. I don't know. The Stalker Jim tweeting. I think he's lying. All right. Uh, so back, here's... Get back on your meds. Here's the next Stalker thing. Jim. Now, the next movement this week, racist on campus, but we want to get on campus it's for busy. free. They've
2: been busy this week.
1: They it's want free school. So let's play this Neil Cavuto clip. By the way, I've worked in the industry for a long time. I will tell you, the two people who are the nicest people I've ever worked with, Gilwin and Mike Huckabee and Neil Cavuto. So a lot of great people, but they are just top shelf. All right, here's the interview with Neil Cavuto and the head, the national organizer for the Million Student March. Uh,
6: So the three core demands of the National Day of Action are free public college, a cancellation of student debt, and a $15 an hour minimum wage um, for people who work on the campus.
4: And how's that going to be paid?
2: Silence.
6: Um, great question. Uh, I mean, you know, so I'm not sure if you're talking on like a national level or at particular schools. I can sort of touch on both. Um, at well, my you university, wanted all that stuff, university,
4: someone asked to pick up the tab, who would that be?
6: The one percent of people in society that are hoarding um, the wealth and really sort of Uh, causing um, a catastrophe that students are facing. I mean, we have a a relationship right now where one percent of the population owns more wealth than the ninety-nine percent combined. All right. So the one percent, Kelly.
4: If the one percent. Mm-hmm. just had their taxes raised a few years ago back to almost 40 percent then to pay for the health care yeah. world, they had them raised another few percentage points then they had their deductions right. limited to raise another couple points where depending on the state or locality they're, they're, they're pushing over about 50 percent of taxes how much higher do you think how mm-hmm. much more do you think they should pay
6: um, I think enough until we have a system where not one in two American families are uh, threatened with poverty. So
4: where I do think they that, go? Um, Let's say if you tax them, they're smart folks, these people, this, this, these 1% hoarders, right? So if they leave here, yeah. then who's going to pay for all this stuff that you want?
6: If they leave the country. Oh, um, I mean, there's always going to be a one percent in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. is like the bastion of um, of capitalism and its success, and I think. Do you that, think the um, one percent
4: can pay for all of this?
6: <laughs> absolutely, uh, eighty-five people in the world hold more wealth than half of the global population.
4: Uh,
1: okay. <coughs> Cleaning out my ears, I can't just the the the, the, the bull crap is too much. Firstly, like you said, Jared, she. Be-
2: tell me what you're <laughs> These girls who, these, these people, these people, what these, these people? yay socialism people had better start believing in some serious capitalism. <laughs> and they better get on their knees every night and pray to God that these one percenters become so much freaking richer. <laughs> <laughs> and are thrilled to pay ninety. And $90. are thrilled Ugh. to pay for their crap and You're, my crap and your crap and all of ours. Well, blood. here's
1: what's so funny, right? She goes one percent in the United States. So they said, no, one percent in the United States is gen- Let's say worst case scenario is over four hundred eighty thousand. It's probably more like three hundred thousand household income. That's top one percent. But then she goes, eighty five people have more wealth than the bottom thirty percent. Okay, now you've gone global. That's see that sleight of hand. If you make 47000 household income a year, you are in the top 1% of population Earth. You're in the top 1% of population Earth. So that's a sleight of hand because you're dealing with people in Zambia and Zimbabwe and and kids in the streets of Nicaragua. You know what? This street, this very block of people, if you could take everyone on this block, I bet you are worth more than plenty third world countries. Plenty of them. It's so disingenuous. They do that to make their argument. Well, hold on. Are we talking about the United States? Or are we talking about nationally? Because she goes nationally when we say, well, the people are going to leave. Well, nationally, this is, well, internationally, sorry, this is, you know, 85 have more wealth than thirty-fourty-seven $47,000 a year. Quote me, you are in the top 1%. So she is.
2: If, you're, if, if She you're, doesn't believe in borders. You nothing
1: about welfare. You're in the top,
2: I think, 15 or 20% of the time. Yeah,
1: 30,000 is top 10% in the world. 30,000, household. So she, they don't believe in borders, right? They believe in a global economy. So, okay, she's in the top 1% now. You willing to pay 90%? Well, no, that's just... Shut up, you dummy. Shut up, shut your lips and learn. You can't talk to me that way, I'm a woman. No, you're a stupid person. Regardless of gender. But to make it true. But <laughs> <laughs> More so to driving. We'll be back, we'll do the numbers and then stalker Jim uh, after this Lauder with Crowder.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands.
1: We the students of marginalized minorities and LGBTQAI allies FTP QSR server would also like to request demand that Bernie Sanders be made president without a formal election because it is representative of white patriarchy. Patriarchy, Patriarchy, none of that.
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands of all.
1: Dancing, we're having some fun. We're we're here in the studio. We're dancing to happy songs, being a little bit uh, uh, sexist. I
2: wasn't dancing. I'll be honest. I would I would break things and hurt eyes. Because you're white. I uh, I am white. Even my white privilege card could not buy me dance moves.
1: Well, it's but the difference is all other white people have a secret meeting behind everyone else's back, and we all unilaterally
2: agree that it's your true. moves are the best. We get the top shelf stuff of society. It's, it's you know, you just have a nice. card
1: that you swipe. So. Students, we were talking about this before the break, and I want to get into numbers, and then we'll bring on Stalker, Jim, just because I really think it's important to get these numbers going. Um, million Student March, they want completely complete absolving of all student debts, free college, $15 minimum wage, right? Okay, and then Bernie Sanders says,
3: yes, we're going to give you free college!
1: So he gets their votes. That's literally buying an entire generation of votes. I mean, that's... Hubba,
7: hubba, hubba. Money, 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 money. Who do you trust?
1: Me?
3: I'm giving away free money.
1: And it works perfectly. It works perfectly with these kids. They want free college, minimum wage. They want absolving of all debts, even though they took on debt. To I them. want,
3: I want, I want me, 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 me. Mine, 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 mine. Now, now, now.
1: So let's look at some of these numbers. Um, where I come from, it's funny, in Montreal, it's basically free. There was huge. There were huge student protests over a tuition hike of like a few hundred dollars a year. I think you're maybe paying a couple thousand dollars a year to go to McGill, which is one of the very few top universities that's not in the United States, by the way. So when we're talking about free school, if you look at the list of top 10, depending which list... Anywhere from six to eight of the top 10 schools in the world are American. You go to top 20, top 30, or top 50, the percentage only gets more. I think out of the top 20, you're looking at about 15 that are American schools. You have a couple. Obviously, you have Oxford. You have a couple in England. You have uh, two from Canada and two from Sweden, I think, when you get to the top 25 list. I don't know the exact number, so don't quote me on it. But basically, Harvard, Princeton, all the Ivy League schools. U of M. U of M is a top, uh, I think, 12, if not top 15 school on Earth. So, no one's arguing that our schools aren't fantastic, I guess, you know compared to what Wikipedia nowadays, I don't really know the necessity for a lot of these schools. So guess how much you know McGill- students protested This is Canada's Harvard uh free for a long time. Take a guess as to the debt of McGill. Anyone know crickets for me best school in Canada
2: best school they're their personal debt, yeah. I have no idea if it's all free. I don't either. Free. That's an
1: actual question. <laughs> no, you know why? You don't know. Cuz when I when at last I was there, last what I can find is just the residency program was uh well over 80 million dollars in debt. By some numbers over 100 million dollars in debt in 2012. Now it's never gotten better. Their debt. They were actually downgraded their credit rating, McGill University. Says, this is their best school. Imagine that. Imagine Harvard. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we're great school. Yeah, come on in. We got $300 million in debt, though. So all the teachers are leaving. We can't really pay them. Uh, they downgraded our credit. So, you know, we're going, through a, we're going through a rough patch, but we're pretty sure we'll pull through it. That's just the residency program in McGill. And so what happens? Students start protesting. Rioting in the streets when they go. Well, they want to raise the tuition like a few hundred bucks. It might have been $300, $400 they wanted to raise the tuition on kids who were paying maybe a couple thousand dollars. And they threw a fit.
2: In Europe, by the way, uh, college isn't really free anymore. Well, so you think about this. You think about these people who want this stuff. You think, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had some other people we could look to? So people who had done walk through these steps of free college and we could see, oh, man, what are the ramifications? Wouldn't it be great if we can do that? Thank you so much, Jared. I'm so glad you've asked because when it comes to Sweden and their schools... Really spectacular. Spend
1: no expense. Only it sucks. So what we have, let's look at Stockholm. Here's what's crazy, right? Free school, which is not typical in, in, in Europe anymore. It was for a while, but guess what? They realized, shoot, we can't afford this. So in 2013, it doesn't matter. Students still end up with a lot of debt. The average U.S. student debt is about $24,000. In Sweden, it was $20,000. But keep
0: in mind, the school
1: is free. That's still the student debt they're racking up. In Denmark, uh, yeah, kids got free class, but the unemployment is unbelievable. Unbelievable their unemployment rate. It's, it's 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 honestly it's incredible, and the debt is just as high. It just ends up being shifted, and kids spend more time in school. They end up spending. Um, like it's you know 7 8 years cuz they don't know what they want to do i remember kids in, in canada they mm. would just they go in they'd go out they'd go back cuz it's all free right and of course the administrators they get a big check from the government they're not looking to try and make everything more efficient that that's the thing when you have a never ending pool of taxpayer dollars nothing is efficient it's not your own money What's the first thing, right, if your parents are sending you to school and you start slacking?
2: all right, that's it, we're cutting you off, we're not paying for your college. I I knew a lot of kids who went to school who were professor kids, and so they got completely free rides to the university. And they switched, most of them switched majors way more times than anybody else, because they just dabbled in this, dabbled in that, because it it didn't cost them anything. Well, like a good example, Germany announced in
1: 2014 that it would eliminate tuition at universities. So even though school is cheap, cost of living is over $9,000 more in the U.S. Um, so you've got that. You've got crazy unemployment rate. And what do you think? What kind of debt do you think you'll rack up when you're sitting there unemployed, right? Mm. That's what happens as well. These are the These are the ramifications that people don't think of. Also, big part of the equation, none of these countries have to defend the free world. You're welcome. Sincerely, America. Okay? Let's just be honest about that. They don't have to defend the rest of the world. We do. So people go, they don't spend so much in the military. Yeah, because they would get their ass absolutely kicked if not for the United States. Canada is a perfect example. Canada would not exist if the United States didn't spend so much in its military. Canada gets to spend more on its school and its healthcare, and then destroy the systems and rebuild them as they're doing now uh, because they don't have to foot the tab for the military. They're protected by us. Canada, giant country, bigger than the United States. Giant landmass rich in natural resources. Just just this vast, spanning, mineral, oil-rich, unpopulated, unprotected land that anyone would want to conquer and chain everyone up in their backyard and make them slaves if it weren't for the United States. That's what would happen to Canada. But we're there, and we foot the military bill, so they don't have to. So that's a big part of the equation. But even in these countries that don't have to foot the military bill, that are much smaller in both size and population, are having the problems with unemployment, with cost of living going up. It never comes out too free. It never happens. And, and, and people just don't think about this. They just and, and by the way, when we say free, of course, it's not free. Someone is footing the bill. There's someone who's being taxed to pay for your free stuff. And when you say, "Well, the one percent, okay, they pay half," what's the number? What's the fair number for the wealthy to pay? That's what will never be defined. Fair share will never be defined because you saw when Neil Cavuto asked this girl, "So, what's the number?" Well, until we have enough for our system to work. So there you go. It's whatever they need.
2: Yeah, she, she, that that gal never thought through any of these points before i think she's i think she caught about 30 seconds of a bernie sanders speech it's
1: no different than bernie sanders regurgitated the whole thing it's no it's bernie sanders with a valley girl voice that's true it's no different it's no more unrealistic so we've got these numbers we'll have an article up at louder with crowder um about free college and and the trillions of dollars that it would cost and and not to to mention you know what, what does it mean working class i've never understood that Listen, I don't, I don't say, Jared had a really, really busy week this week and I appreciate you putting in the time and we'll go get you a pipe after this. We'll go get you at the pipe shop. Not, not pot, an actual pipe. Crack. Jared, crack. Yeah, crack, crack. We don't want to say it, but crack. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll give you a light day tomorrow. You know, you had a day that was really long because of the debates and we ended up getting a video up. This week I had one 16 hour day on Tuesday or 18 hour and then a 14 hour day on uh, Wednesday. So, yesterday I finally took the half day off to prep for this program. Um, now, I'm willing to do that, but they would say I'm not working class. That's the you're not working class, what would it be unless you're pushing, pushing a shovel. Are the rich not working class? Only working if it's manual labor. When you say working class, what you really mean is that the menial task you're performing isn't worth as much as the other person who's employed people, who's created wealth, who's created goods and
2: services, who's innovated. It goes back to the whole who built that kind of thing. And Obama's just guilty of of instilling that people as anybody else. I I tweeted about this yesterday. I'm like, there's this, the, the problem is, one of the biggest problems as I see it with social justice warriors, with these young liberals, friends of mine, is that They've never once taken responsibility for anything. The only time they want to take responsibility is for the success of somebody else because they built that, they say. Right. That's the only time they want to take responsibility. Right. Well, and you know what's
1: so funny, too? We know what this leads to with Barack Obama. People, say the economy, well, actually, we have the lowest job participation force in 50 years. I think since the 60s, either 40s or either since the 70s or 60s. I don't have the mm-hmm. number in front of me. So, what's so funny, you want to know how what we're saying is true, right? Well, actually, unemployment is well over 10%. And Barack Obama saying, oh, it's five. You want to know how you know it's true? Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are saying it's well over 10%. <laughs> they're going, job participation is at an all-time low. Well, hold on a second. That's the party of you. You've had what you want for eight years. So Barack, when they're campaigning, right, Hillary Clinton and, and, and uh, Bernie Sanders, they can't lie. They can't go, everything's great because I know people won't vote for them. So they have to go, okay, time to be truthful. Yeah, jobs are – there are no jobs out there. Lowest job participation. So when Democrats are campaigning now, they peel back the curtain and go, listen, this is the worst economy uh, as far as creating jobs ever that we've had. We need to fix this. And their solution to fix it is to do a more extreme version of what we've done for the last eight years. We've had all kinds of entitlement programs uh, absolving of – I mean what a brilliant, brilliant program this is, right? Buy students' votes by telling them you give them free college. Get them into college where nothing but liberal professors and safe spaces and we're taught that colleges are racist, So, they, but they still want to go there. And then uh, get them out to create a voting base that then demands more free college that creates more liberals. You are buying votes for generations to come. That's what it is. And the well, one... same thing when you talk about welfare and those things. Yeah.
2: Lyndon B. Johnson himself said that.
1: He said he would have those, well, Negroes, but he didn't say Negroes, I don't think. No. I think he said the actual... Uh, N yeah. dash 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 da, the bad word. Dash. You said the bad word that you're not supposed to say. That you're not supposed to say that word. What do you mean, you people? That one. What do you mean, you people? Huh? I mean, Lyndon Johnson said the N word. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that, that. So. That, that's what he said. So it's it's uh it it really is that the numbers don't add up, and it will never be defined what your fair share is. That's the important takeaway here. And uh, listen, I'm not sending my kid to a, a public university. There's no way. Uh, you, you know, the college degree, you can get, you have an, we have people right now with, think about this, the iPhone or any smartphone, information. If you could go back to your parents in whatever, in the 80s, 70s, say, listen, I can give you a device. You can carry it with you anywhere at any time. And you can access any information that's ever been available to humans at any time. <laughs> Do you think you can become a yeah. millionaire?
2: What? Well, yeah. In your dreams.
0: But, uh iPhone, bitch! Oh wow! Wait, well,
2: you know, it also ties into what Marco Rubio actually said in, in the debates last week, which no one or no one's talking about because they were pretty boring. But he talks about how we need more more uh, welders, yeah, more welders, less philosoph- philosophers, philosophers, officers. You drunk in the morning? <laughs> well, I don't, want, you know, I don't like to talk about it, but yeah, you know, it's a problem, it's, man. It's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. No, but you know, you need more people doing that kind of stuff. And they make more money,
1: too. Make more money. People don't realize that. You go to a trade school right now, low cost. You can come out with a great job, start a business. But we don't want that. We want people to feel as though they need education. And the kids who are protesting, they're not the engineering program. Generally speaking, it's like the French poetry majors. I have a major in German poetry. Well, what can you do other than teach German poetry? Well, I can become an activist. of with Crowder. We'll be back and check in on Stalker Gym after this break. Stay tuned. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If
5: you want to send me money, that's fine.
1: Like, I don't even know. How, how did you get in this room? Cold hard, hard cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! louderwithcrowder.com Don't listen to fun dip, it doesn't cost a thing. louderwithcrowder.com
4: Party, we will party hard.
1: Glad to be back. So we're going to change pace a little bit. We'll get back to talking about some numbers. But we always want to check in with one of our uh, most loyal listeners and good friend of the program. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Loyal listener and I think supporter. I don't know. Sometimes he doesn't like me. But uh, we're going to bring on... Stalker Jim, thanks for being on, man.
8: Hi, Steven. I always like you. Oh uh, well, not always. You you give me wh- well. Sometimes I sleep. That's true. No,
1: sometimes even sometimes you send me angry tweets.
8: Doesn't mean I don't like you. I like arguing. Okay. Well, okay. Because speaking you s- of which, Jared can apologize now. I I will apologize. What happened? I said he was on. He
2: needs to get back on his meds, and apparently he was right about the uh, the mule and anchorage thing. The what? The anchors and the politicians mule. Who politicians. Politicians.
8: uh they promised blacks forty acres and a mule uh, in exchange for their support, and uh, w- the Wikipedia article called them politicians. But the politicians in charge at the time were Republicans. Okay. So I was right. I just used so, the word rape, and you know that was
1: ah uh, well that's like, why. Kind of, you know yeah. that's the thing that you'll do sometimes, Jim. You'll make a really good point, and then you'll just toss something in where feather with rape, and and then people don't. Because well, I'm so resentful of it, of rape, or resentful making good uh, points
8: resentful of the rape of the south
1: oh, okay all right that makes sense well you know it's funny i sounded silly i you ever have those those brain lapse moments where i was being accused of getting uh 40 acres and a mule and so when i was searching for it it didn't even occur to me that we were actually talking about reparations to um slaves so it didn't even occur to me i was thinking like what's this white people getting getting acres and a mule and that's what i was searching for and people go well no it was actually given to black people i'm like well of course yeah. it just didn't even enter in because I was getting so many people accusing me of getting
2: acres and a mule. Which is really disappointing because I I don't get it. That means I don't get a mule now. Neither one
1: of us it's gets the, a
8: mule. It's the advantage of a modern education.
2: This is true.
1: Yes. So, okay. So so that happened. Um, now Jim, but this week I want to ask you something because you see you like you'll send me tweets like I'm actually I actually that I don't believe in the Constitution or I'm not really a conservative. What do, you, what do you mean when you say
8: that? I feel like I've been pretty confused. Don't you call yourself a libertarian?
1: No. I say, I say it every now and then with people. Uh, I say libertarian, uh, more conservative, because some people would say, describe me that way. I've always described myself as a conservative, unless I'm talking to a lesbian at a bar who I know will just, their eyes will glaze over. If I say conservative, I say libertarian-ish. Uh,
8: yes, I am from the South. Um, Sorry, Albrecht just asked a question. Uh, the... uh. It's not that I don't consider you a conservative. No one's as conservative as me. Um, And I I believe you uh, love the Constitution. But again, you, Michelle Malkin, Ted Cruz, um, none of you are as fanatically loyal to it as I am. Mm -hmm. And so when you go call yourselves constitutional conservatives, I'm like, not in my eye.
1: Well, okay. what is it that you think that makes me not really a constitutional conservative? Like, what is it where you uh, think I'm in, inconsistent?
8: The well, on the, as far as the Second Amendment is concerned, you're uh, you're willing to compromise uh, as far as like felons not having guns. Yes, I, I have a serious problem with that because really, now, let's let's be precise in our language here. A felon who is in prison serving the sentence he has been given, he he's lost his rights. But once he has served his full time, not out on parole, but has served his time, he should be restored to his full citizenship and i want him to have a gun in case the mexicans invade that's sarcasm <laughs> i um, didn't know if it was sarcasm <laughs> well yeah, you, i have to say it because you guys think i'm crazy so <laughs> no, you're it's right a dead positive
2: <laughs> we just look at each other like holy crap <laughs> this is gonna
1: this is gonna be on media matters dump dump Derek, dump dump, it. dump. <laughs> well yeah well okay here's my issue with that um I don't believe that if you break the law, you should have a say on uh, how the laws treat people who obey the laws. So I don't believe that convicted felons. I think you forfeit your rights as a felon. You forfeit your right to vote. You for if you've especially if you've been a violent felon, you forfeit your right to defend yourself from from other violent felons because you've chosen to break the law seriously enough. We're not talking misdemeanors. We're talking felons. Why should you take any? Why should you have any part in the process that determines law for other people who, who don't do that? And uh, that includes extending the right to owning guns.
8: So you would deny Oliver North the power to defend his family, if you remember Oliver North.
1: I remember Oliver North. I watched the whole Family Guy episode too, which was very funny. Um, listen, you're taking an extreme example to make a point, and here's a problem. I obviously have a problem of selective prosecution of the law. Right. I get that. Now, um, with guns, let's say we make a compromise of violent felons. Okay, I don't think felons should have the right to vote, whether it's white collar or or uh, or blue collar crime, whether it's violent crime. I think if you break the laws enough that it's a felony, you forfeit your right to vote because you shouldn't be able to vote only. the
8: The only way I would compromise on that is if it is part of the sentence If the judge says you're going to jail for seven years and you can never vote again and you can never carry a gun again in each case. Yeah. Then, then okay. As long as it's part of the sentence, but otherwise, it's uh, you know I don't know where it has been uh, as part of the Constitution or or any of the founding fathers' uh, sayings. And if anybody does know where they have said it, please share it. That uh, it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: If you you don't get to vote on laws that you break, it's the same thing of voting voting to take stuff. Come on, Jim. I mean, let's let's walk down a logic trail here as far as being consistent. Just like someone saying, "I want to vote to take your stuff." That's ridiculous, right? Then you're just going to okay. have a bunch of people to vote stuff. If you give all criminals the right to vote on laws, they're going to vote <laughs> on laws that they'll break that other people won't. Come on.
8: Did you say something about voting to take your stuff?
1: Yes, yeah, something like voting for free college. You're basically voting to take someone else's stuff. I
8: was going to say, so you are opposed to people on welfare voting.
1: Uh, you know
8: what? I Well, I well, we got to go, Jim. Uh,
1: but you're okay. Hold on. Before we go, are you doing well? Last time we t- spoke with you, you were in a dark place. It sounds like you're doing
8: better. No, uh, yesterday Mindsy Sterling destroyed me, and last night I got into a fight with two of my bosses, so no, not really.
1: Oh, damn it. I have to go to a break on that. Uh. Yeah. How dare you, Stalker Jim? <laughs> well, Jared, we need to. Well, okay. We'll we need to hear more about it, and we'll tweet about it. Come on. This is more. You're not seriously upset, though, right? You're going to be fine.
8: Uh. I just don't care anymore.
1: Oh, Jim. So, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you off. We'll talk to you off air. Stalker Jim, ladies and It'll gentlemen. Damn it. You know, he was just he was, he was going so well, and I thought he was in a good place. And yeah, uh, we'll be back more, maybe less Stalker Jim. We'll we'll see.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands. We the United Students of Berkeley
1: for Marginalized Minorities FTPQAICLGBTQAIQS and you can read more on our website, would like to formally request that Bernie Sanders be removed as president because he was not able to pay for promised proposals and we would like you to retroactively go through a time warp Resurrect Lennon, bring him, and make him our leader. That is our formal request.
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands of all.
4: You're a strange
3: animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with
5: Crowder. But you're
3: a strange animal.
1: Glad to be back, third hour. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Producing with me in studio, as always, is my wonderful producer, Jared, who is not gay. Follow him at notgayjared on Twitter. I've fulfilled my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We have another segment here with uh, – with uh, we wanted to keep him on because we were getting tweets saying, hey, keep him on. Keep him on. We want to make sure that he's okay. People want to check on him. He didn't sound too positive. So we come back. all right stalker jim you left us with a cliffhanger
8: um you know i was watching uh, young frankenstein yesterday oh were you yeah that's where that comes from I yeah i you know.
1: know well you know it's funny yeah. our other most loyal listener is, is uh his twitter handle is Roland Zihay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah so it seems to be share it th- with him it seems to be a theme of uh, of our listeners so you said you weren't all that great uh, things weren't going well. Oh, all right, Stalker, we talked about we argued politics, but uh, w- what's going in and uh, what's going on in Jim's life? W- w- what's so negative?
8: Yeah, I, I said uh, yesterday, Lindsey Sterling devastated me again, and last night I got into it with a couple of my bosses. I won, but I don't usually do that, and.
4: That's it. I mean, well, okay. How did Lindsey Sterling,
1: Lindsey Sterling, obviously the violinist, the famous musical artist. Mm-hmm. You're you're a very big. Can we say we don't say fan? What? what how would you describe your relationship with Lindsey Sterling?
8: Non-existent. Uh, we don't know each other. We're total strangers. Okay. How would I'm, you, not, gonna, I'm not gonna step into that track. <laughs> okay. Well, how would but you
1: talk about her? Quite like you're you're yeah, obviously because yeah, that's what I don't wanna say. I can't say fan because when I said fan, you got mad. So how would you describe your? I, guess.
8: Towards her, I think she's the most wonderful woman in the creation of the world. But, okay. Um, so when you think that much of somebody, when you get slighted by them, it tends to hurt.
1: Okay. Now, how did she slight you?
8: Uh, last June or July, I emailed her executive assistant with my uh, uh, proposal for the game I was working on. Still working on. Um, A video game. And Video game. Yeah. And... The uh, in the first email, the uh, her assistant responded, Ms. Ms. Fletcher responded positively and thought it sounded good. And then, second email, when, when I'm talking with her, she said, No, um, if we were to do a game, it would be with uh, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. I think she thought those were actually companies um, <laughs> rather than, you know, right, rather than consoles. Yeah,
1: consoles. Well, yeah. Nintendo and, does develop
8: uh, games, but yeah. Yeah. And so, about three weeks later, Pop Dash announced their iOS, Android oh, game. So streaming. a mobile game.
1: Now, was your game was it like a mobile game, a tablet game? What it kind was, of?
8: My intention was for it to be uh, desktop and mobile version uh, I was going to cover all systems. Probably come out with Android first.
1: So a but- Lindsey Sterling video game. What what is that? Uh, what kind of a game uh, is that?
8: Uh- pop dash is one of those run and jump games where you're running and I guess you got to jump on buttons, but when the music plays different okay. notes and stuff, like kind of, kind of like guitar hero. What, meets.
1: what was yours?
8: Oh, mine still is. Um, mine was going to be based around her, uh, alter ego, Felba, her personal stalker. Which is also portrayed by herself. Um, and she, uh, Lindsay's, uh, the, the theme of it is Lindsay's about to go on her transgraphic tour and the evil space pirate Morgan Pierce has uh, stolen her, all her violins and stuff. And Okay, um, okay,
1: okay, hold it's basically on.
8: basically a third person, basically a third person game.
1: Okay, a third person game, okay. First off, you're shuffling papers or something. We're getting a lot of feedback. Stalker, Jim, work with me here.
8: Oh, hang on a second. It's probably my, yeah, it's probably my mic rubbing against my shirt.
1: Okay, we'll just take off your is shirt. Better? It's okay. Yeah, that's better. So. Yeah. Sa- it's a safe space. It's a safe space. Okay, so Lindsay, so they've given you the no. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. The game sounds a little bit crazy, but why don't you just <laughs> why don't you just do it with us? I'll do the game, the, make it a Steven Crowder game. Switch out violins with microphones or social justice lawyers. <laughs> make it a Steven Crowder game.
8: I'll think about that, uh, but no. The part that hurt yesterday was when she started promoting this pop dash game again, and uh, so I, I was like, "Well, listen, fine. we're, I, we're I can't even get you to take a look at the uh, the characters I've created. We were quelling your pain. We'll take a look at it.
1: I'll do. I'll yeah. look at it. We can. We don't have a Steven Crowder game." I've always wanted a video. Right, Jared?
8: Yeah, just, just... It'll take me a while to work up the models. Uh, can you send me a uh, front and side view of each of you, of your heads?
1: Well, we can. I mean, you just run a Google search at gay.com. You'll find him, of Jared, but <laughs> I
2: can <laughs>
8: get well, you
4: be, some. least for just, 3D models. As,
2: as, as long as I'm an equal psychic and not the damsel in this dress like last <laughs> time. <laughs> well, that, that would be nice. But you're
8: so cute in that Princess Peach dress. This is well, true. Well, thank you.
2: Although he doesn't like being called
1: Princess Peach, just like you don't like being called a fan. Okay, before we go, you got into arguments. What did you argue with your bosses about, Jim? We're going to, we're going to work through this on here. Generally not a good idea to argue with people who keep you
8: gainfully employed. Yeah, but when I'm saving them $100,000, I can get away with it. How are, um,
1: how are you saving them $100,000?
8: That's what they spent last year uh, bringing contractors in to wax their floors while I begged them to let us do our job.
1: Oh, okay. So you're saving them um, money. So what did you argue with them about?
8: So the order came down from regional that we had to uh, strip and wax our break room last night, and there's only me to do it. And there was a disagreement between the assistant manager and the co-manager and co-manager one, of course. Mm-hmm. So, but that was a delay. So I was delayed getting started. So I've got my maintenance crew in there, hauling all the tables and everything out of the break room. And, and of course, it's not quiet. And while we're doing that, one of the uh, uh, skip to the board managers comes in, starts making a phone call. A chair is dropped and she snaps at my guy to be quiet and I tell her, make your phone call somewhere else. We're working here. And after she's done with the phone call, she tries to tear into me and she's a bit of a bully anyway. Mm. And I don't have any of it. I just go at it with her. And then I get called into the office to talk to the assistant manager. I told him I'm ready to go home. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I don't care.
1: You told him you ready um, to go home.
8: <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go home. you know, is this a coaching fine then I'll go home because I said, you know, from now on, when any of your, uh, uh, junior managers other than the two store managers uh has a problem with me. I'm just gonna say one hundred thousand dollars because that's what uh I'm that's what I'm saying I don't cost you nearly that to get these floors wide. You're
1: just gonna So anytime they call you to reprimand you you're just gonna
0: walk in and say hundred grand. Yeah, That's what I'm gonna tell them. I, 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 like I said, I don't care. <laughs> well, all right, Stalker Jim.
1: Listen, you're 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 a, a diff, you're a unique cat, and we dig that about you. But um, I don't see that one ending well. Uh, Stalker Jim, thank you so much for calling in, brother. We appreciate it. Everyone, that was uh, our favorite regular caller. I tell you what, though. Listen, with Stalker Jim. When you really get down to it, I think, you know, he's, I think he's an emotional guy. Obviously he feels deeply, which means he's probably pretty smart and creative, but you can see the logic trail to, you know, what goes on. You're like, it's not the right way to
2: handle it. No, but you could, I, I see how he arrived at that, uh, <laughs> that option. <laughs> Which might be the best option. And you're like, okay, this is not the way
4: most people... There's a logical
1: option. There's a logical option as opposed to, well, how do you want free school? Let's make the wealthy pay for it. Make the 1% pay for it. Ah, you're the 1%. What? They've never thought of it. You can tell that Stalker Jim has legitimately thought through the processes necessary to come to his conclusion. It's his issue is
2: the actions that he takes. Yeah. It could be problematic.
1: Well, I'm glad because people, so there you go. People who are listening, you can tweet me at us crowd or, or, um, you can always see we're always interacting with, with Docker Jim. You can find him and send him your words of support. When he said he wasn't doing well, you know, last time he was talking about, uh, giving himself the red line and we were like, well, hold on. That, that sounded pretty serious. So it sounds more like, you know, he's had a couple of setbacks, but who doesn't, who doesn't, who doesn't. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know,
2: you never know. You never, you never really know. With that one,
1: I but it's one thing I, best. I've wish never, best. I've never, I've never really had that much of a connection to someone who's a musical artist or an actor.
4: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean, like the Lindsey Sterling thing. I don't, I don't relate to that. I've never, I've just never really felt like I've never been a part of. It. I don't want to say you yeah, know he's not a fan, but a fan club. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: Some people do though. Some people get you know I get connected with I'm different a, things. I'm a pretty huge fan of John Mayer. I guess if, if he would be my Lindsay Sterling, probably. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tell you what you're not going to do.
1: Be fiscally responsible in the face of a collapsing educational bubble. I actually have right in front of me. I don't know how much time we have. Does it, are we coming up on the one minute there, Derek? Two. two. All right, we got two. Because after this, we'll bring on, well, yeah, after this, we'll bring in broadigan And we'll have him on for at least a segment, if not two segments. Uh, I've got in front of me. You know what? No, I lost it. Oh, here we go. So cost of education around the world, right? So we have the cost of education, the median income, and then how many of their schools are top schools. So you have Mexico, $5,000. Median income is $4,000. Japan, the cost is $11,000. Median income is $22,000. Number of universities in the top 100 in the world, two. United States cost is $13,000. The median income is much higher than anyone outside of a uh, Norway on the list, $26,000. Number of universities in the top 100, 51. 51. Latvia, of course, has none. England and, Wh- England and Wales is the closest number. United States has 51. The next country that has the most amount of universities in uh, in uh, the top 100 is England and Wales. Guess how many they have in the top 100. So the U.S. is 51.
2: Probably, gosh, like three. Ten, yeah. Ten.
1: Ten. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a fifth of what the U.S. has. So, if you want the best schooling, you go to the United States. And, and the rates, when you actually account for cost of living and median income, I mean, their income is you know, you got 22,000, 19,000, 18,000. The United States is 25,000 or 26,000, sorry, as their uh, median income, 27,000. That's a huge difference. You have to take all of these things into account. Obviously, we start off from the starting point the United States quality is best. It's a little more expensive, but then when you take into account cost of living, when you take into account median household income, all of a sudden it evens out, but no one doubts that our quality is the best. That's important to me. After this, McBrodigan.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands. We, the
1: representatives of marginalized minorities at Berkeley, LGBTQA, IFTPS, and Asylum Five, realize that some of us are not PlayStation fans, some of us are Xbox men, so we request Xboxes as well, but no Nintendo Wii. No one wants a Wii, right? No
4: Wii.
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands of all.
1: And we are back, and Not Gay Jared is uh, typing away, working away, working his little not-gay fingers to the bone. Um, we we're always glad. That, you know, the problem is this guy actually works for me, and I rarely ever actually speak with him. And it's because he's so efficient. So we've got Courtney. We have her on. Jared works. And then uh, our, our next guest works. But he's so, like, he's just so on top of it that I almost typos sometimes. We'll talk about that when we get him on. But outside of that, he's, don't laugh yet. Is he on? Okay, no one else can hear him. I can hear him. in my earphones. All right. So we introduce to you our favorite resident, Libertarian Mick, coming to us from the great state of New York, Mick Brody. Thank you, sir, for being on.
5: You know what? Uh, what's, f- what's funny about um, saying Mick? Uh, Kid Rock's Cowboy. Uh, right when that came out was when MTV got very sensitive about like any word that could be offending anyone. Yeah. And for the life of me, there was one word in Cowboy that I cannot figure out why they were censoring. And that eventually, I, you know, I, I got the uncensored album, and they actually censored the word Mick. Really? And find me a single Irishman who's offended by the word Mick, and I don't want you to be Irish anymore.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's just it's the kind of thing that just. Every Irish person I've ever known has just kind of used it
5: as a funny term. You know, it's it's like a, it's like the it would be like the Irish getting offended by people making just claiming that they have a drinking problem. Right. Well,
1: I don't. I don't. We haven't spent that much. It's funny we meet together like how we have these get-togethers, and so obviously you imbibe there. But are are do you do you carry that Irish mantle proudly? You 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 partake pretty often.
5: Um. I wouldn't say partake pretty often. Uh, the thing with these events is it, it's one of those things where because it's, it's you know, we, we've got our, our nearest and dearest friends that are scattered throughout North America that we only see like two or three times a year. Yeah. Uh, we've got catching up to do.
1: Right. Yes. Well, and so you don't want to remember said catching up. Exa- exactly. So, uh, Wester, well, I remember in Rushmore was he said, you tell, that, you tell that Mick he just made my list of things to do today. <laughs> He's Scottish. You know my point, but uh, I'm actually a significant portion of Irish. I'm mostly French, English, Irish, then Scottish and German. So it's okay. I've got I've got a Mick pass. So so Brodigan, you were talking about this week um, a new term that you've coined. Um, now what was what was the term? Uh, sellout splain. Sellout splain. because we've got mansplain. We've got uh, you know uh, white splain, which is like to mean you're you're not aware of. So what's sellout splain?
5: All right. Well, the setup was. Uh, I was doing the new um, Every Joe podcast, which will, you, you could find on Twitter, like, obnoxiously throughout the week. Okay. Just because that's, that's what people, that's what we do when we promote things on Twitter. Oh, yeah, of course. And the setup was someone was making an excuse for uh, Ted Cruz supporters uh, rallying around Donald Trump Ugh. and saying that how, like, Ted Cruz supporters, like, you know, you're basic hardcore conservative, hardcore tea partier, um, For the past eight years talking about, oh, we need to get a true conservative and, you know, all these squishy former liberal Democrats, we don't don't need them anymore, that are all Donald Trump supporters. And uh, the setup was that someone had said that, well, what's really going on here is that Donald Trump is working with Ted Cruz and that... uh, it's he's really just there to uh, corral support for Ted Cruz. so That way, when he drops out, everyone will support Ted Cruz. And I refer to that I, as sellout planning.
1: OK, because yeah, I'm trying to make sense of it. OK, so sellout planning is
5: is, is is basically you don't want to admit that most of your colleagues in the Tea Party for the past eight years are complete sellouts to the highest bidder and are supporting Donald Trump in the first place.
1: That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, well, we've talked about this. You know, these leftists uh, actually describing the mob mentality of Mitsu and the left. You know, we do get that on the right and people want it like the Starbucks thing. Uh, I, I don't know anyone who was outraged by it except for Trump and his supporters. No well, one got mad about the Starbucks cups.
5: Here's the thing about this. and I, I got in a little argument with um, a liberal friend of mine only because, I mean, my whole thing is, is that all because five idiots on Twitter complain about something, that doesn't mean like, you know, people are outraged. Right. Yeah. And. And but I, generally speaking, I've got a little over a thousand Facebook friends, seventy-five percent of which are our hardcore Christian, hardcore conservative fans, friends, and colleagues that we work with. Right, and which like seven hundred fifty people is a decent sample. Not a, and not only that, but they're all seven hundred fifty people who are very anti political correctness.
1: Hold on one second. Hold that thought, Jared. Can you understand why I thought McBrody was Jewish for a long time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, go ahead, it's, McBrody. It,
5: it's the New York accent.
1: I thought you were Jewish for a long time. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I did not know a single one either from my entire sample yeah, size. But,
5: I mean, these these are people who like are hardcore anti political correctness and hardcore defending religious liberty, and not a single one of them had, right. had complained or had anything to say about the word. Not even the word Christmas. It was snowflakes the in the first place.
1: It was snowflakes that aren't on the cup anymore. Yeah, and, and Trump feigns that outrage with that. I hate it when the right does that because we can't accuse the left of, of feigning outrage over everything and, and and doing that. But you were talking about, I mean, you know, these leftists went after kind of the mob mentality and they pointed out a lot of conservative clickbait. Obviously, we were absent, but some pages that we know quite well. And um, you know this. I mean, you've you've worked for for multiple different places. You've freelanced, and now we have you working for us quite a bit. And Rodigan's just great. A lot of the news stuff you see is is him uh, catching stories, and I help him. I help write about it. Um, how prevalent is it, even in the right wing community, of people who don't necessarily maybe believe Trump's a conservative, but they just want the clicks?
5: Uh, <laughs> I would hope all. I mean, look. Donald Trump supporters, it seems to be in two, I, I, I fall into two groups. One is the people who are easily manipulated by whoever's yelling the loudest. Right. And the other half are the people who make their living off of the people who are I easily manipulated. know what
4: we're yelling about!
5: Yes, those people. Yes. And yeah. I, 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 I want to believe that these people honestly don't think that, okay, I would actually respect it more if they would just admit that I took the pay pay payoff.
1: Right, yeah. Well, some of them have actually been paid by Donald Trump through the form of advertising on the sites, and so obviously, again, he pays the CPM. All right, Brodigan, we have to go, sir. You can follow him at Brodigan. I'll get his Twitter up here. Brodigan, go get to work. Go find me some good stories for the site.
5: I've already got you two two in the queue.
1: All right, thank you. That, of course, was our favorite Mick. (laughs) Libertarian Mick. And by Mick... I mean discriminatory terms towards Irish. I mean Brodigan. That was McBrodigan. That was McBrodigan. He's like a filet of fish. He's always the same. You know what you get with him.
2: Unless you think he's Jewish. Unless you think he's Jewish. I thought he was
1: Jewish for years. For years. So that'd be like saying happy Hanukkah.
2: It, it probably explains why he didn't receive that card. That probably explains why he didn't well receive that card. As uh, he
1: must have been confused as hell with the menorah. A lot of with Crowder. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned.
3: What are you doing? Shoot bag With what? AR 15. Where'd you get it? AR15.com. Oh, there's another one.
1: You yeah, got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR15.com. They have AR15 and accessories
0: for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR15. From where?
3: AR15.com. That's
0: the best place to go, and that's the takeaway because this commercial's about to stop. I'm a dude.
1: Glad to be back. That's breaking the rule of radio. You're not supposed to sigh, but it's just, it's basically dialogue at this point. We have a poll going up on Twitter right now. $15 mandated minimum wage. You can take the poll. Follow me at S Crowder. Bad idea. Or functionally retarded idea.
2: <laughs>
0: I leave the choice to you. The choice is yours.
2: You know, I was I was so upset. I think it was Tuesday morning. The march happened, and you tweeted me because I was we were planning on staying up all night. To do the just debate, to, a to do video, a cartoon, and the debate sucked. They were so boring. And uh, you, you tweeted me that you know, get up. We might need to do a video. And I just, I remember being so angry, and not really at you, but just the fact that these these jack wagons were marching, and it was going to disturb my sleep. And I was, I was really upset with, with them mostly. But uh, you were mad at them. I was really mad at them. For voting my day. The wrong week. Blue. I, it was the wrong week. Who picked the wrong week, wrong day?
1: Man, we have nine, 29 uh, votes within one minute right now. 90% say functionally retarded. Functionally retarded. Which is bad. Functionally retarded. It's not an insult because we're saying that you're functional. No. You're able to feed yourself. You can go shopping. You buy eggs, milk, and fabric softener. You can unfortunately vote. You can unfortunately vote. That was an interesting question from Stalker Jim. We should start another poll with that. If you are on welfare, if you pay no taxes, should do, do you have? Should you have the right to vote?
2: Obviously, it's a right, but man, it's Based just on principle. That is a kind of an
1: interesting. It is in, it is interesting. Think about that, because then the more people who you get not paying taxes, the more people who you uh-huh. cons- basically you make it mob rule vote in their own self interest That's when things go south. I don't know. It's an actual. Do you think that you should have the right to vote if you're on welfare, own no land, pay no taxes? Because you have 47 percent of Americans who pay no federal income tax. People go, oh, they're withholdings and Social Security. That was another thing this week. It got drowned out, you know, drowned out by Mitsu and the students now wanting free school. But a big part, there was a March for $15 minimum wage protest.
2: We are worth more. What was that? That was the signs. We are worth more. It
1: almost sounds like you're imitating uh, p Ray with our our news updates. P. Ray, yeah, Ugh. that guy, that guy's annoying. Think about this though for a second, okay? So we want free college for everybody. Why? Well, because you need to get ahead and to make more money. You need you need to get free. So free college for everybody. Also, $15 minimum wage, which will pay people more than some college grads. We want free education for everybody. But we want to pay teachers more. We want to keep the country safe, but we want to cut the military. I mean, at some point, it, it, P, here's the thing. We're past the point of logic where you would have hoped that people would say, oh, man, yeah, we, we, this really doesn't work. We've gone down the path. you know, The road to serfdom. Okay, we're, we're done here. We need to figure out how this works logistically. But we're way, way past that. We're at a point where I just don't think people care. Mm-hmm. That's the concerning thing. We know that $15 minimum wage doesn't – it's not going to happen. It will only increase cost of living. It, it will only increase cost of living, and it will only decrease median household income. And you're stealing. You're robbing young uh, Americans of their opportunity. I mean, you worked at uh, Starbucks for years, right?
2: I've worked, at, I've worked at lots of minimum wage. I've worked at movie theaters. I've worked at uh, two movie theaters because one has an interesting ending to uh, my employment there we could discuss another time no we should discuss it now we should not discuss that ever we should discuss we should that now discuss. jared made the local paper i, I jared did. made not the local paper not not, not by name for
1: threatening not only to kill his boss but uh like throw his dog
2: off a bridge we said some horrible we said some the worst less things than christian things <laughs> you
1: could okay explain this to the audience so this okay. again this is this is kind of just to give you the level of intellect of someone working a minimum wage job is not gay jared and this yes. is what you get
2: okay Christmas Day our boss our well the the district manager whose unfortunate office was in our store location at a, a regal theater they're in uh, an unnamed Milburg Heights Ohio I can't go there Um <laughs> <laughs> or the ceramic theaters in the <laughs> local district. Um so he's he was he was a micromanaging douchebag. Okay, th- let's get that out of the way. But he came in at Christmas one morning, said, Oh, it's dead, let's get everybody out of here. We were mad. He said we're no we're, we know we're gonna get slammed later, and then you just screwed us all over because it's gonna be too much work for my seven my five fifty uh wage. And so we took to the computer in the break room thinking, oh, this is this'll be fun. We right. can, we can rant. There's a computer in the break room, old school desktop. And we thought it was hilarious. Way before Siri, you can type type into the computer, yeah. and it would robotically speak back the words. We, you typed. we did that in
1: in it uh, was hilarious. junior high. We just screwed with it.
2: So we just wrote all the most horrendous things about him to have it say it back to you in this robotic. Yeah, voice. just cause, just for our own purpose of laughing, and then yeah. then but the, the, the problem all the, all the cuss words, all the naughty all words, just saying like, I want to I want to I want to do some really weird things to your dog and your firstborn child and your house, and I want to burn your 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 you know everything down i can't say most of the things on air and
1: uh now, to, to be clear it's not that jared jared's a decent guy it's when you're in junior high you just want to see how outrageous it, like we did it too it was like a contest because yeah, exactly. it would be like i want to kill your firstborn and throw your dog off a bridge and of course peppered with cuss words and it's this robot voice it's hilarious and, and as a junior we never high schooler it, no, it was it brand before. new technology it was very funny so you wrote all this stuff in to have it yeah, read with back guy, to you. Yeah, another guy.
2: Just for our own life, just first event, basically of how right. first we were. the problem came when we forgot to delete it apparently. <laughs> and the the more severe problem after that came the fact that the person who found it was now I never in my life, uh, my entire time working there, seen this guy, this Indian guy boss, his name is Joe. I never in the entire time working there ever saw him go into the break room, but for one. For whatever godforsaken reason, he chose to go into the break room that day, and he found that recording speaking to him from the corner of the room. All these horrendous, horrendous things. This I want to Joe, and it by name Joe. <laughs> I want to rape your dog. Oh God! We, you can't say that. Which we, you know, we didn't want to do, obviously, because it <coughs> that's just weird. But so it gets reported as a, it gets reported as a death threat. To the police. The police are in there. And I get out of scene. It made the paper. It made the knuckle paper. They're trying to find this guy who made death threats on the computer in the Regal Cinema. And so I'm enjoying my free movie a week later. A week later. we're Enjoying my free movie at the theater with my popcorn. I walk out. And we saw I Am Legend and with my friends. And I I'll walk out. And I got like five managers greeting me. Like, would you come with us, please? And I'm thinking... Man, I I'm pretty sure I was entitled to this free movie. What can this be about? I have no idea. You know who ratted on me? You know who ratted on me? Another minimum wager? My ex-girlfriend, uh, who, who I like, got a job there, in the theater, who was like, I think was she an ex-girlfriend at your time? At not at the time. So but, she was still your girlfriend? No, she was ex-girlfriend at the okay. time, and uh, I think she's still working. <laughs> I think she's still working there though. So she's still good, working there? I think so. <laughs> good for her. So you won out, man. So you get to work for me. Uh, so that's that's. I tell you what, if I came in and All that true. was written... 100% true. It is
1: 100% true. If I came in... Didn't you show me the picture of the paper?
2: No, I got to try to find it. We saved the paper, and I put it in my stupid box. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you go as back a, to learn? As a reminder, as a, go back to learn. So we say this as go a as a uh, it's a
1: fable. And if this, is, if this were an Aesop fable, the moral of the story would be do not threaten to sexually accost any family members this of your is, boss.
2: And this is also why... 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. They no one vote.
1: wants to pay them $15 they, an and hour. And they should
2: not vote, and they should not be paying more than $5 an hour, which is what I was paid at the time. Is
1: that what you were paid at the time? I think 5 was minimum wage. Minimum wage when I worked was seven-something in Canada, and I got. but the problem was I got commission. And um, well, I got commission for sales, it was the Canadian Nordstrom's. Yeah. And I sold, I was such a good salesman that they scaled back my hours because they were paying me too much. So like the first month, figure you're getting like seven bucks an hour, you know what I mean? And they keep you just below part-time so they don't have to pay benefits. So oh. I'd be working twenty-nine hours a week, I think. Maybe it was thirty-nine. I think it was twenty-nine, because anything over thirty is considered full-time in Canada or Quebec. So it was twenty-nine hours a week, right? Seven dollars an hour is not a whole bunch, but they'd have to cut me a commission check for like seven hundred and fifty bucks.
2: Wow, oh man.
1: <laughs> because I was just I was just selling. And you know what it was? I just wasn't a jerk like all the French Canadians. I just wasn't rude. I was nice to people. They were like, wow. Yeah. Here's a guy who's nice to people. And um, uh, I remember then what happened was I found my gay boss, Denis. He was actually, you know, you had your code to type up sales for commission. You punch in your employee ID. And he was like, well, in French, he was like, go, go take care of them. Yeah, go get them. Maybe you can sell them the turtleneck that's on sale. I'll take care of it. And he was punching in his own ID number. So I went in from number one sales guy to like nine in a month. And I found out that none of my sales were going through. And so that combined with the fact, so I, I, I just, I went off on him as a boss and I was caught, I think I've talked about this, juggling promotional sheep. Like Nordstrom's, they always have this, this stuffed animal for Christmas. You know, these were little like sheep in little Christmas coats. Mm-hmm. And they caught me on security camera. They made me watch the tape back of me juggling sheep <laughs> and dropping them. And they're like, this is not becoming. I was like, I, I'm working like at Nordstrom. And they were like, so I quit. They fired me, and I was like, okay, fine, Like, unless you really can turn it around, because I was their best salesperson for the holidays, and I was like, you know what, no, I was taking a semester off college, I'm going back, I don't need to be back for three weeks in Christmas, as a matter of fact, I only did this because my dad said, if you take a semester off college, you have to work, I don't like you, this guy's gay, and he's sexually harassing everybody, but you let him get away with it, because he's a homosexual, and he steals my sales, Denis, you're a horrible person, and we're looking at him, I was like, I don't like you, in the room, <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, okay, are we good, like, I don't want to come back, I don't want to come back. So am I I fired or did I quit? Can I list you as a reference? That's my only concern here. You're like, you're fired. I'm like, okay, I'll lay off the reference then if ever I need to work again. (laughs)
2: So, you know, this is minimum wage. This is how you learn. Yeah, the point is not to ever stay at a minimum. They're they're there for learning, for high school students, college students. I've worked a lot of minimum wage jobs. I worked at you know, Target, that you know, movie theaters. Basically, a lizard factory, lizard snake reptile factory it was bizarre. Um, we have to at talk no, about that. At no break. point, at no point, at any of these jobs, did ever think, man, this is where I want to stay. If I was only paid twice as much, I could work here till sixty-five. <laughs> I could do it. Thinking I would of do it. dead lizard carcasses. I would do it. I would retire right uh, You know, there.
1: how little must you think of your... And the truth is, I had friends who didn't go to college, who started working at McDonald's. And one was like the biggest pothead. I remember because his name was Philip. And he was actually uh, the first time I ever saw a, a naughty magazine. Not like today. Not really pornography. But, you know, like like Playboy or FHM. You know, I was too young to see it. was him. So he was that kid. He was always like, look, my dad has this magazine. He was that kid. Look, we can play Mortal Kombat 3 at my house. And um, he worked at McDonald's. He was a total screw-up. He was a shift manager within six months and he managed, he was like one of the managers at McDonald's with under a year. And I think that salary is like close to 40,000 full benefits. You know what? I'm thinking like that kid did it in a year. No college education. Most college grads coming out aren't making that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the idea that it is so mobile in those, I mean, you work at Starbucks. If you are just, am I looking at time, Derek? I thought I, I thought I saw you out of the corner of my eye. No. Okay. Um, if you work at Starbucks after six months, well, now he's giving me one minute. Do you see this with Derek? Can't make up his mind.
2: I can't believe Derek. Can't make up his mind. Look Derek
1: at him. Derek is just a phantom that nobody ever sees or hears except for us. He gives us the countdowns, and he keeps our light. He just, we're a nightmare for him. We're just extra work that he doesn't want. <laughs> I'm waiting
2: for the 30 seconds, Derek.
1: Looking for the I'll 30 seconds. For you going to give wait us the 30 part. second count? Hit, hit us with the 30. Let us know when we have the 30, Derek. Ah, there we go. Thirty seconds. Okay, thirty uh, seconds. Here we go. <laughs> no one flashes. It looks like a gang symbol when you actually see him flashing it. Yeah, it looks like a gang. Okay, uh, he's going to join the Latin Kings and shank us. So, we want to Tell us your best minimum wage experience. If you're listening to the podcast, not live, tweet it at S Crowder. Uh, we're going to read some of yours here after the break. Because if you stay at minimum wage, you're kind of a loser. Ladder with Crowder. We'll wrap this up in a nice bow.
0: This is Perry Matheson updating you as student protests break out on campuses across the country. Here they are with their updated list of current demands. We, the students representative
1: of marginalized minorities and LGBTQAIFQRCSK, and number 24, would like to formally request not only socialized health care, but the retroactive payment of returning sex change operations. I have had severe complications with my vagina, and it is your job to rectify
3: We'll keep you updated as the demands evolve.
1: Glad to be back. Of course, wrapping the show up on a nice bow. Well, what are you looking to chime in right no, away?
2: No, not, just
1: N- not gay. Jared's dad just found out. He was tweeting us. Well, he he found out about how subversive it was. He knew you did some bad stuff, but yeah, he had he no had, idea.
2: Apparently, and apparently, I wasn't supposed to mention I wanted to violate a dog on air. No, you're not, I was I was not supposed, supposed to do that. Be I was mentioned. very surprised. Um, yeah, I didn't tell my parents for that for like a week. Did you know that? Like a week, I didn't <laughs> tell them this. My mom's all like, "Sweetheart, what what are what are your what are your New Year's plans?" I'm like, "I think I scored. I think I scored off. I think I'm good. <laughs> Little, no idea. I was just unemployed." It was like when I that was similar to the situation when I, was I terrified uh,
1: to tell. I was so terrified. I got an after-school detention for talking in class, and I but I used to go to the gym so much. It was, it was junior high. I was maybe 14 that I just told my dad, oh, "I changed," but it was the day I was supposed to be off. So my dad knew my schedule. I would train Monday, Tuesday uh, Wednesday, Friday. And it was a Wednesday. I was like, you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just switch Wednesday and not go Thursday. He's like, really? You sure you should have a day for recovery? No, I'm just going to, you know, I'll see you guys. I'll see you later. Don't, don't wait up. He found out really quickly that it wasn't after school. He just had, when kids were getting away with drinking and parties and, you know, all of these things that teenagers do, I always just thought, man. The great
2: I, things every every college movie's
1: made of. I never did it. I couldn't get away with it. My dad would know, and I, and he wasn't like he was incredibly strict. I mean, we watched all kinds of R rated movies. You know, we were pretty we were pretty exposed, but we had a moral compass. But he knew what was going on. Just putting in a modicum of effort, your kids should not be able to get away with some of that stuff. Um And I was a real problem kid as far as the stuff that is. So we have some some minimum wage experiences here. Uh, someone worked cart wrangler at a grocery store oh, that's uh, a horrible job i've done some of that before. that's a bad job that sucks someone worked at a kroger bakery it paid for their car insurance and gas someone else said that they worked in a hair salon they worked at wendy's and uh one of them said that actually they worked um at a christmas tree farm and it, it bothered them to get into college so look at this, all different kinds of people talking about their minimum wage jobs, and none of them work minimum wage jobs anymore, and they're very appreciative of having moved on. Some, Actually, some of them, of course, are black, some of them are white, some of them are men, some of them are women. At a certain point, here's the one thing, when people say, so we were talking about this this week, and, and Jared made a good point off air, where he was talking about, you know, $15 minimum wage, free college, no debt, and all campuses are racist, and they just go out and they say it, and, and the backlash has been pretty – I would say
2: most of the American public I think they're whiny. Seems yeah. to be pretty much like this is ridiculous. Even if all the, uh, the hashtags, they start out kind of pro-whatever movement, and then they kind of turn for the worse. Yeah, they most turn pretty like, quickly. Oh, this, is, this is crappy. This is...
1: Well, this is – for those people who don't know, this is the, the sort of – we're seeing the safe space ideal. They're trying to get it to permeate culture. They're so used to being on college. A safe space, for those who don't know, is a space where no one who disagrees with you is allowed. So now they have black-only spaces on on campuses at these protests. Um, They're in their safe space. People who disagree aren't allowed. And so at no point when they're saying, yeah, free college, free health care, $15 minimum wage, and I should never have to pay my college debt, everyone in their safe space says, yeah. And that's it. No one says, huh? (laughs) It doesn't happen. They don't have anyone coming in. crazy? Those guys are
4: retards.
1: No one's saying that to them. No one, when you say, hey, I want free everything. Free shelter, free water, free food, free, uh, free college, free health care, $15 minimum wage, and we'll just have it paid for by the 1%. No one says to them, Never go full retard. no one tells them that. So they go out into the public and they find out the real world is in a safe space. And in order to process it, they say, well, the real world is just racist. Well, the real world is just sexist. Well, this is just patriarchy. The real world is just inherently conservative, and there's there's too much privilege in the system. Uh, you know, the concept of privilege is very is is funny to me. Um, this guy who comes from a family twenty million dollars net worth goes on a hunger strike. Black kid, probably got a, he was a seven year student. Not even the one percent, like the top, like point zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, line. top, 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 top. And uh, I, I I just I'm just sitting there, going, and people say, well, that doesn't mean privilege. Okay, so because he's black, I'm supposed to believe that he is less privileged than me, who grew up to a, you know, more of a middle class family. Lower middle class at one point, we made it to upper middle class by the time I was a little bit older. My wife was the same scenario. They're, they're, they do pretty well now, but she actually lived in a Best Western for years while they were, they, didn't, they were switching over to a new house. So people who've witnessed that understand the mobility of classes in the United States. And Marco Rubio made a great point about this. You can just complain and say it's racism or sexism. You can look to other countries. Every country has rich and poor people. That's absolutely true. And he said what is intrinsically unique about the United States, and having lived in Canada, and I can certainly uh, speak to this anecdotally, and absolutely statistically it's verifiable. The United States is singularly unique in being the country where we have the most amount of poor people, middle class people, who become wealthy in Europe let's take an extreme example in Europe the country we fled you were either royalty you were either that upper class or you were a peasant there was no way to change it in China you are either born super wealthy or you're essentially a menial slave wage worker in Muslim in Saudi Arabia you're either born into oil wealth that you've robbed from your people or you work and toil away by the sweat of your brow and you get none of it. Those are the extreme examples, right? So when people say, we want to fight the system, they're really, they're talking communism. They say, we want to fight the system that keeps poor people down, that keeps, what they really mean is, we. Be- when they say the system, they mean the free enterprise system. That's what's important for you to realize. They mean the free enterprise capitalist system. That's what they have a problem with. When they say, we want to destroy the system, they're saying we want to destroy the system of freedom. We want to destroy the system that allows class mobility, and have it given to us. They want to give it to them. What's that system? Communism. Oligarchy. Socialism. You can scale it back. Let's take that extreme example to make a point. Oligarchy. Like we talked about. England. What we left. Let's take another. China. Okay, let's scale it back. Denmark. Sweden. You don't have people moving from their class. You may think their class is better because they get a lot of free stuff, but they stay there forever. In the United States, you can start poor. Down at the bottom, minimum wage job, like Jared, like myself, we're not rich, but we're doing better. And then there are people beyond us who are doing even better. We're the one place where that can still happen. When people want to destroy it, they want to destroy your freedom. Know your enemy, Lauder with Crowder.